welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 26 of Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. I just had a cheesesteak. Can I go the whole episode without shitting myself? Tune in to find out. The answer <laughs> is no. <laughs> Too late. The answer is probably not. Um, if Josh and Mike start talking, you guys just don't hear me chiming in for like 15 minutes and you're crying in the background. That answers your question. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Uh, not bad. Just tired, as always. Tired. Josh, yeah. how have uh, your adventures in edibles been? <laughs> oh, I've had some fun. <laughs> I will. I will preface this by saying, uh, for for those listening, uh, apparently there is a a legal strain of of I I'll call it weed. Because I don't really know what else to refer to it as. Uh, legal strain available in Texas now. Like in shops that are okay. set up very much like dispensaries. Uh, it's a strain called Delta 8 and Delta 9. and has something to do with, you know, the THC quantity being lower than the legal amount. And something else to do with the smokable hemp bill being lifted in Austin at some point. Uh, so yeah, so it's, it, well, you know, weed isn't technically legal in Texas. There are loopholes. Mm-hmm. So uh, Josh, and, do you know and, if you're actually having this conversation or not? Me and Mike oh, I do, may not be here. I do, because I, uh, I have not had any edibles in, in like two days, so. Okay. I'm not Just gonna. We're I'm real. not gonna. Wink. I'm not gonna lie and say I'm perfectly sober over here, but I haven't had any edibles in two days. <laughs> so, guys, uh, you know, typical episode. We've got one more regular episode for the month, and then we've got our two specials for Christmas and Christmas Eve, which. We'll talk about off the air because I want you guys to be surprised. Um, Which means if anyone was wondering, we will not be regular for the rest of the month. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I've already started. I've let go of the fiber and I'm just doing all cheese and butter to just Mm. blow out my uh, my colon. Maybe I'll I'll get another colonoscopy because why not? Let's just have fun and make lots of poop jokes today. Poop! (laughs) Uh, you guys want to start with show and tell? Everybody got some cool stuff to talk about? Uh, I got oh. a little bit. Josh, you get a I, little bit? Yeah, I got a couple of things. I got a little bit. A little, you know, little this, little that. Uh, um, some, some stuff. Well, it's fresh on my mind. I, I guess I'll start. I got three things of note this week. Uh, everything else was kind of just old, and I opened it up after the fact. I'll say four. Um... I got Jitsu, opened him up, and as Josh mentioned in a previous episode, he kind of sucks. He's good. It's Jitsu. You know, there's nothing wrong with him, but everything feels a little rushed and cheap. The paint applications kind of stink. 
Um, his hand is solid gold, which is cool. I mean, I wasn't expecting a back metal hand because they cut every corner possible. But, like, the paint masking is sloppy. His joint pegs kind of seem like they're about to pop out all the time for some reason. They don't. Oh, see, I don't, I don't have that issue with mine. Um, I'm sorry, I'm picking my teeth on the show because I have cheese sticks stuck in my teeth. Um, he's fun. I like him. It's Jitsu. You can't have Fisto without Jitsu. The yeah. either the evil giant hand guy, but I found him at the stores finally, and I was like, "All right, I gotta get him." Um, I passed on the repainted Stratos because I just I'm not a Stratos fan. Um, I opened up Ripley, the Fortnite tiny Ripley. I picked mm. him up because I was like, you know what? I like the big one, and he sort of looks like that Amoeba Man character I had when I was a kid. And he has this problem that some of the three and three quarter Fortnite figures have, and that his knees bend forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little weird. And then he has all the problems that the big Ripley has and that he can't, his arms are so fat. They don't do what they're supposed to, as far as articulation goes. Like he's got both shoulders, but they're so huge. It, you got to put a lot of pressure in there to kind of crack them open yep. to get him to do what he wants. Um, and then you can't take his head off and he's got the little blob on the inside. That's one eye is open and one eye is blinking. And for the longest time, I thought, like, he was painted funny, but that's just the way he is. Right. Yeah. So it's just a little weird. I found a clearance. He comes in, like, the arcade drop box or whatever the hell they are, where you can't see what you're getting. It's in a box. You open it up, and it comes with a bunch of accessories. Um, so I picked him up on clearance at GameStop for, like, 12 bucks. I had a gift card, so I was like, all right, why not? Um, I had Draculus, which I was telling you guys about, which... Transformers, Count Dracula, Universal Monsters. All these tastes should go together. I think, Dra- uh, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, there's an exclusive head to this? The Dracula head? Uh, the head is exclusive to it. The chest for robot, mold, uh, for robot mode has been slightly retooled. And the hands belong to Studio Series Scourge. Okay, so he's got, yeah, the non-traditional transformer hands in that they're sort of open but they can still take the peg mm-hmm. with the weapons he's very weird in that the transformation involves a cape which i've never had to deal with before so not only do you have the twisty turning flippy 180 degrees in the instructions you're flopping a cape around all over the place that either is dracula's cape or the bat wings and they're very like it was an idea on paper. It does not work in execution. So he's got this weird, it's a nice cape, but it's just weird. It doesn't look right. In the instructions, I think it's, they originally was supposed to be two colors, like red on the inside, black on the outside. Mm. It's not. Um, as Josh mentioned before, he's got an opening in his chest for the headmaster that isn't there. So he has like this red cockpit that opens up. That has nothing inside of it. He's heartless. Um, so they kind of missed the ball there to have a little Dracula that could have gone inside or something. Um, he's fine. He's adequate. But it's just like, this is the best they could do. Yeah. Uh, it's just, and, it's, and the packaging is really odd in that there's no tape holding it shut at retail. You can open it up, touch him, feel him. And the only thing that's holding him down are their new paper twist ties. So really, oh, with like two minutes, you can just rip this out of the package and you got yourself a transformer. 
Um, also very odd, you can't completely open up the packaging. There's like a catch on the inside, so it doesn't pull all the way out without ruining the VHS-style package. So you're not getting any instructions in the cape out unless you just rip the thing apart. It's not like you could have this cool box after the fact. That sucks. It's really weird. Um, I don't like any of this. No. Yeah. His bat mode, the cape becomes the wings. The Dracula mode, the cape, you, know, you can kind of have it swooping over his shoulders. It looks cool. But at the same time, then it's like, are they going to do Frankenstein, the mummy, the wolfman? Maybe a wolf? I, I can't picture them putting any effort into new parts. They're like, what would Frankenstein be? A truck? Monster truck? Like, It doesn't make sense to me. It's not intuitive. So I feel like this is just a one-off. Like, this is funny. Let's do it. And this is all we're going to get. It's really odd. Um, but I had coupons and everything at Target, and I got it for cheaper. I just, it was an impulse buy. Um, Definitely, I wouldn't recommend it unless it's clearanced. But mm. I have a feeling that after the holidays, the stores aren't going to get any more or they're going to get stolen. But that's just my guess because every store I've seen them at, they're on an end cap, like a seasonal end cap with like barbecue and the Masters of the Universe, like some sort of 80s. Like, you love these from Hasbro and Mattel. Come and get them. Um, the last thing I got was a gift from a friend. He gave me a, an 80s Michael Jackson doll. With no pants. <laughs> and, um, it's the funnest of all the toys that I got because you can make the Michael Jackson voice. He looks ridiculous with no pants on. But, you know, Michael Jackson wouldn't wear pants because it's Michael Jackson. Um, and then you can just, like, touch your wife's face with it constantly and piss her <laughs> off. And it's hilarious. Uh, you know, like, Teresa, what are you doing? Can I help you eat your sandwich? Can I have some chapstick? Ooh. It's just you pick it up Shit, and immediately you, yeah you just start talking like Michael Jackson. It's great and it looks bizarre just like Michael Jackson would. Um, That's awesome. I have his coat, I have his pants, but they were like shredded. No glove, no weird sparkly oven mitt that those always came with. But it's it's still a ton of fun. Um, what about you guys? Uh, Josh, why don't you go first? All righty. So uh, I didn't get I didn't get a ton this week. Went went pretty light. Uh, I'll I'll start with the star of the show. Uh, I got Blight. I got the McFarlane DC Blight from wow. Batman Beyond. That looked so good, Josh. You made it so much cooler. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna start with the negative, and then I'll move on to the positive. Because uh, there is a even even without what I've done to it, it is a really cool figure. Uh, the problem with it is the way it's made. Either the plastic isn't translucent enough, or it's too dark a shade of green, or the skull isn't. Uh, painted in a way that you can see it through the green dome on its head in a in any sort of meaningful way uh you you basically have to have light shining directly at it to see the skull head underneath Mm -hmm. that being said for anyone that wants to put a little bit of effort into it the dome is meant to be removable it comes right off 
the skull is held in place by a little thin piece of what is clearly plastic packaging. Uh, like you can tell just feeling it. Mm-hmm. It's an in, it's like an insert to hold the skull in place for the package. Uh, that being said, you could absolutely just use it to hold your skull in place. And it looks fine. It doesn't even look like there's anything in the dome with the skull. So nice. kudos, kudos to that. That is some fantastic packaging work. Uh, the detail on the bodysuit is amazing. Uh, oh, Josh, sorry to interrupt you. So my wife and daughter bought Squishmallow slippers. Do you guys know what Squishmallows are? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think they're a big part of the last episode. Um, and my wife was mad that they wouldn't, they don't make them her size, but... She just tried on the baby shark squishmallow shampoos or shampoos slippers and they fit her. So my wife just kicked the door to the office open with my daughter and they're doing a little squishmallow dance. So he has <laughs> so he has lobsters and my wife has baby sharks. That is wonderful. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. I support this. <laughs> That's awesome. Sorry. I heard a knock and then just like kapow, like Kool-Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> and then baby shark do 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 you were telling us about the dome uh so the dome is fully removable uh the skull pops out it's kind of like a half skull that looks like it was almost i obviously sculpted that way but looks like it was broken in half yeah so it's you know like the energy has eaten away half of his skull uh, it's it's done. The skull sculpt is really strong. The detail on the power suit is fantastic. Uh, it doesn't feel, you know, how a lot of times McFarland can go overly detailed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it it doesn't feel overly detailed or busy. It feels almost the the perfect amount. Like you could see this being in a movie, and it wouldn't be out of place. Nice. Uh, it's I I really have to applaud the the sculpt sculpt work on this because it's yeah it's it's just the right amount of over the top that it's clearly a super villain but not hard to look at you know the weird thing about blight is a few things one he's not really featured that prominently in the cartoon um he is the joker green goblin big bad for batman beyond but the thing that always amazed me is that he never takes off his torn, ratty clothes. He's yeah. just, you know, like a Frankenstein monster that's a radioactive Scooby-Doo skeleton. That it's just... <laughs> but he, he's of sound mind, and he's completely content not changing his outfit. You know, this version makes more sense in that he has, like, a containment suit on. Um, yeah. You know, I saw him in the store, and I was like, there's something I couldn't quite put my finger on that wasn't blight to me. But Josh, you solved that problem. Uh, yes. So I have, uh, I'm, as some of you might have gathered listening, all of our, all of our many, many listeners uh, may have gathered, I am a big Transformers fan, and I had a third party uh, blast effect kit for the Transformers Kingdom figures. Or really any of the Transformers Siege trilogy. And they have these wonderful little uh, magnet-activated LEDs. You just sort of, like, hold the magnet key up to it, and it turns it on or off. And I just 
it's a tiny little thing, and I stuck it in the dome behind his skull. And the magnet works through the figure, so I, all I have to do is hold a little magnet up to it, and all of a sudden, bam, it's bright green glowing blight. That's so uh, cool. And the, the difference, it takes the figure, in my opinion, from one that I was happy enough with. I was like, it's cool. I like it. I accepted the fact that I couldn't see the skull, and then I suddenly had that moment of light bulb over my head. <laughs> to put a light bulb uh, over his head. <laughs> grabbed, the, grabbed the LED, stuck it in, and it took it from a cool figure to just fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. They... The only other Blight figure that exists... So, I never mention this. I have what I consider to be a complete Justice League, Bruce, Tim, Paul Dini-style figure collection from back when Mattel was doing them. And then I went back and got Kenner figures that fit into that. But they never made Blight. But they did make a Burger King quotations action figure of Blight that's close enough. Well, they they did make a Blight, but he really sucked. I'm sorry, you're right. They did make, for the Kenner Batman Beyond line, they made a completely skinless generic muscle body with a skeleton inside of it blight i have that but it wasn't blight in like the torn cemetery clothes that he kind of has they made that for burger king and it had a light up feature and that was cool enough but josh took it to like infinity and beyond see i i want a mcfarland version of blight that is that torn torn clothes frankenstein monster like that's that's still a blight toy that I want. Yeah. What I don't understand, or what I'm expecting, is the inevitable repaint, retool of blight that McFarlane seems to do with everything. So, like, what is the exclusive unmasked blight something that they always seem to do? That's a good question. Yeah, I kind of wonder how they would do that with this. Because they have the release with the Build-A-Figure, and then they have the release without the Build-A-Figure. Like, they had regular Shriek, Unmasked Shriek. They had, like, three or four different versions of Batman Beyond now. Like, I'm just wondering, is it coming? And I'm going to be mad if I bought this one as compared to the next one. Which, you know, inevitably happens. You know, speaking of, I, I gotta say, just as a toy geek in general as we all are Mm -hmm. this is one case where even though i have no intention of getting the rest of the build-a-figure uh the build-a-figure pieces that blight comes with are these really cool giant mechanical wings uh and they just have you know they just peg into the build-a-figure so i'm sure i can alter the pegs to fit other winged figures I was actually wondering about that. Like, okay, his hand, he has an interchangeable hand, right? Yeah. Now, <clears throat> how does the peg system work? Is the peg on the hand or on the wrist? Uh, let me pop that off. I don't remember now. He's literally right here. Uh, peg is on the wrist. Good. Oh, okay, damn. Because <laughs> I was wondering if you could actually, like, turn it to, to peg into a wrist so it had, like, this big, like, mechanical tendril hand but in the case of blight no but i'm sure you could adapt that with other figures very easily yeah 
Hmm. Yeah, because I was looking at that too, going like, I know I won't do the build a figure because I'm I'm going to get blight when I find him. But uh, really, the only other Batman Beyond figure that I was I was wanting was Shriek, and I never saw him. Like, and I don't want the unmasked one. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's the one you see everywhere is unmasked Shriek. Yeah, I kind of want to go back now because I'll be getting blight and I have Batman Beyond, so it's like you need Shriek. Shriek is just a cool looking character. He is, and I, I love his his character arc in the cartoon where he goes deaf. Yeah, yeah, that's power. really fantastic. That cool. <clears throat> anyway, to uh, to wrap up the other uh, my really two other purchases for the week, um, I did grab uh, one of the uh, I'm trying to the Fortnite pack with uh, the wolf. The wolf oh, yeah. and the little little red riding hood could it came with a bunch of building materials and my brain had been going like I know I can do something with that. Wait, 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 wait. A real life like a wolf or a guy dressed as a wolf? It's like uh, a werewolf. It's, it's it's a werewolf and I'm I'm gonna be hold on, I'll go grab it so I can send you guys pictures. Well just tell me what it's called, I'll Google search because I'm impatient. Oh, it's a dire. I, I gotta be honest, it's a pretty damn nice three and three fourth inch werewolf figure. Yeah, oh, I've yeah, bought yeah. it a few times. Uh my Ross had it for uh eighteen bucks. And I was like, eighteen bucks for two figures, a bunch of these panels that I will find purpose for. Mm. Uh and a bunch of accessories. Yeah, I'll take it. Because even okay. still, he comes with like too... a spatula and a fork. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And really, it's two three and three fourth inch figures that are well articulated. That I have a bunch of accessories for already, for under twenty bucks. Right, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, and uh, the Fable Red Riding Hood, whatever her name is, her. Her hood is designed fantastically. Kudos, Jazzwares, on the way you have designed her hood. Because it pegs into the back of, like, her collar. Oh, in a okay. Way, in a way that makes it look like it is non-removable, and it is 100% removable. That's, that's always a problem with three and three-fourth inch figures with hoods. Like, they never... It's very rare that they get them correct. It, I mean, I feel like no matter what, hoods look a little wonky, but this one is clearly supposed to be a patchy leather one. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the shape works for it. Yeah. Like, once I saw that detail, it was a moment of like, okay, that's why it's that shape. Uh, but the fact that it just so seamlessly pegs into the back of her neck mm-hmm. was a moment of like, Okay, that's kudos. Kudos, Jazzwares. Um, and I earlier today discovered that I can use the building materials to build post-apocalyptic bridges on top of my Lego city. And that's that looks pretty cool. awesome. Yeah. So that's that's very exciting. <laughs> Uh, and the last thing I got uh, is is a callback to the edibles. Mm-hmm. So here's a fun story for you guys. 
And we can all make fun of me for it because I deserve to be made fun of for it. <laughs> so me in my in my infinite brilliance uh, a couple of nights ago decided I was going to eat a piece of an edible cereal bar, which said right on the packaging that it has an hour activation time. Uh, and it's a mix of uh, THC and CBD content. So I ate it, knowing that it had like an hour activation time, and decided to take a walk to Target. Because the walk to and from Target takes about 40 minutes. Uh, especially if I walk around Target and walk through the toys. So I get to Target, uh, and as pretty much as I walk through the front doors of Target, this piece of edible hits me like a brick. <laughs> and I have a sudden moment of where I almost stop in the doorway and I'm just like, oh. Oh, shit. Maybe I shouldn't go. No, I'm going to go look at the toys. Oh, wow. There's a lot of lights in here. Okay, I just got to keep my cool and walk back to the toys and walk back to the toys. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I get back to the toys and I don't even get to the action figures. I make it as far as the Legos. And I'm, I'm also a Lego nut. And I'm just like, oh, God, I need to build. I'm going to get a Lego. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I just sort of stand and stare at the wall blankly. Uh, at one point, like, one of the Target employees, like, comes by and like, can I help you find anything? I'm like, no, I'm good. And I don't know if I said it out loud or not. I may not have <laughs> even acknowledged him. <laughs> like, I, I very, very well could have just kept staring at the Legos. I couldn't honestly tell you. <laughs> uh, and then I, I zero in on the... Uh, Marvel Infinity Saga Bro Thor set. And it's just, it's sort of a little diorama build of Bro Thor, Korg, and Meeks in his little new Asgard apartment with uh, the video games and all the pizza and beer lying around. Right. And before I go any further with my target story, I will do an aside of kudos, Lego, because there are essentially wine bottles and lying all around and actual represented beer in the keg. And I can't think of other instances where there was actually alcohol represented in Lego. Right. Like maybe a bottle of wine, but not blatant alcoholism. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's exactly what was happening in that moment. So they, the fact that Lego portrayed it accurately was kind of shocking to me. But anyway, so I grabbed the Lego set, make my way up to the, the checkout. And I'm just sort of standing there waiting completely spaced out. And finally the person has to get my attention a little bit. And they're like, excuse me, sir, sir, this, this register is open. And I snap out of it. Probably a little too loudly, I say, oh, thank you. I'm going to buy a Lego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I make my purchase and walk home and sit down on the floor and immediately build my Lego sets. I love the notion that you possibly might be sitting in your living room right now talking into dead air, like just in this space that you're still so high <laughs> that you don't realize that there is no podcast going on and this is just in your head. Or like you're talking to Lego Thor and Lego Meeks thinking it's me and Mike <laughs> or it's the cats or something. See, I can I can honestly say I have never been uh, that high on weed. <laughs> just I, the visual is hilarious. Oh, I man. I have been that high on other things in my youth <laughs> that I no longer dabble with <laughs> that are uh, hallucinogenics. Oh, Ahem. <laughs> but uh, so so I I absolutely know that state of mind, but um. <laughs> been a long time since i've been in it (laughs) okay well we have kids that listen to the show and i want to tell you guys don't do it because josh can't remember things he doesn't know that he's actually 48 we just keep letting him live the lie um (laughs) he thinks he has a girlfriend named ruth but it's actually his nurse um we're just orderlies to kind of help him out so don't make the mistake that Josh made by huffing gasoline and burning your brain to a crisp. Hey, now, I never huffed anything. Right. Paint thinner model glue. I guess Whippets, I, I guess. I mean, I resin guess fumes. Latex. I know how hey much now. paint water you drink. <clears throat> well, to be fair, I'm the one that's drank the paint water. I almost drank. <laughs> I did. I drank latex. It was disgusting. That sounds awful. I um like I can't brag that I'm a good special effects person because Josh is here. So I will say that I'm passable on Halloween. And I had a friend that was like, hey, come on over. I want to look like Freddy. Can you do Freddy makeup? Which is very easy to do. You know, you put some you do like the toilet paper with latex. You pick some holes in it. Nothing special. And I'm doing it, and I had a Coke, like a, a bottle of Coke next to me. But then I had a bottle of latex that I was also using, and I'm dabbing it on her face. I grabbed the bottle of latex, thought it was the bottle of Coke, and took a swig. <laughs> and it was just the most vile thing that you could imagine. I don't, I don't think I swallowed it, but it got in my mouth, and I was like, blah! I, I, I have a... I was told a story that um, far destroys every one of these stories that we have um by josh strasberg and i don't know if i should tell it on the air <laughs> but it, it's it's really freaking gross <laughs> oh now uh, i'm intrigued yeah yeah I'll, I'll have to tell you guys off the air but he was uh, we were texting back and forth and i and i shared the the paint water uh tiktok that i sent to you guys and i was like oh god i know this pain and he was like, oh, yeah, here's a story for you. And it, it involves the time that he was in his band. And, uh, oh, it's, it's just gross. But <laughs> I'm already <laughs> terrified. <laughs> yeah, it, it's nasty. But, um, Mike, what did you get? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I didn't get a lot. I got um, the Kingdom Rodimus Prime. Yep. And I already shared with you guys my frustrations. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's got to be just the one I got because Josh didn't have these same problems. But a lot of the connector part, uh, like pins and pegs on mine were stuck. Um, specifically the legs. Just trying to untab the legs was like a nightmare. Like they would not pull apart. And like I was trying to be as gentle as possible because I'm like, okay, clearly it's stuck. And when I finally got them untabbed, like there was stress marks all over the tab. So yeah, that's that's unacceptable. Yeah, it really pissed me off. Like, granted, I didn't pay full price for this thing. I paid eleven bucks, you know, because it was already on. Like, there was a sale on it, and I had some Bezos bucks, so I'm like, I paid eleven dollars. But I'm still kind of annoyed, you know. It's like that that shouldn't happen. Um, also, just like the the tab where his his chest tabs in in robot mode. Like, I couldn't get mine to lock in place. It kept popping open again. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, it took a while. It finally did lock, but it's like, if I move in weird, it pops open again. So just some of the tabs don't seem to be as secure or overly secure. And I, I don't know what happened with this particular figure. But this is only the second time out of all the Transformers I've bought where I've had, like, a problem with things not clipping together correctly or popping out. Um, you know, so it, it, I mean, not too bad on Hasbro overall for quality control, but it really pissed me off because it's a, what, $80 figure. Yeah. So I'm like, come on guys. Like I was already pissed about the stupid black licorice shooting out of the pipes <laughs> instead of smoke. But, uh, you know, that's just that we talked about that last time that that's just awful. Um, but yeah, aren't, isn't that just such a weird choice? I don't get that makes, either. Like the other no plastic sense. is in the mold. Right. Yeah. That's what it makes zero sense. Like, uh, I don't know. It irritates me because I will never use those for anything <laughs> um, unless I paint them myself. But uh, which I might do. What? Well, honestly, you are you going to have him in car mode or in robot mode most of the time? I'm probably going to have them in robot mode, but I was thinking yeah. of painting them to look like flames and then having them come out of the pipes. Okay, that you makes sense. You could paint them to look like poops. <laughs> or that. And then have them come out of the tailpipes. Yes, exactly. Um, but now, I mean, for, the, for the, the good stuff, like, in robot mode, he's awesome. Like, it's a really great Rodimus figure. Um... The, I mean, well, actually, in both modes, he's really cool. But I, I can say this from his transformation. Considering the problems I had with how securely things were, were staying together, I probably won't be transforming him back and forth. Plus, the transformation was really annoying. Like, I really didn't like the transformation of this. Mike, contact customer service from Hasbro. Yeah, I'm going to. But but they, they are notorious for overdoing it by making it right. I have a friend that got a Power Rangers thing and it was missing an accessory. And he sent him an email and he just very politely was like, can I just get this replaced? Because there's no left, there's no more left in the store. I bought it at GameStop. And they said, okay, we don't make it anymore. We'll make it right. And they sent him like a Power Rangers Morpher replica thing that was worth like $150 on like an $8 item. He wanted like a gun. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, like, you might get lucky, and they might be like, well, here's Unicron. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that would be freaking amazing, but... I mean, well, yeah, I, not that, I'm definitely going to... That Unicron that. is, like, 
you might be like, ah, oh, man. But yeah. Yeah. No, oh like, dear, I'm I'm just laughing because of the people that had problems with with Unicron that couldn't get replacement Unicrons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, which would make that even funnier. <laughs> but no, like it's just I mean we we talked about this on a previous episode about uh, Transformers and some of the difficulties in in transforming certain ones, and it's not that he was hard per se, but. Like, I couldn't follow the directions. Like, I, I couldn't tell, like, wait, what am I supposed to do here? I ended up pulling up a video on YouTube. And once I watched someone else do it, I was like, oh, okay. And it was, you know, it was easy after that. But just the fact that I had to do that irritated me. So I, I didn't have a great experience with Rodimus. Yeah, I'll I'll be totally honest with you. This is a case where he's probably going to stay Rodimus mm-hmm. and not Vehicle. Well... And that's that's doubly true for me because I love the cannon, like the little cannon stand that he has. I think that looks really freaking cool. So I have him posed with the 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 trailer opened up, the cannon plugged into place and the blast effects on the cannon and him manning the cannon with the sword on his back. Like it, that just looks really cool. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I like it like this. I, I'm, I'm probably going to keep it this way, but I'm still going to be contacting Hasbro to be like. You know, hey, what's up with this? Uh, you know, look at all the stress marks on this damn thing. Um, but yeah, other than cheap him, on plastic, that's not your fault. Yeah, exactly. And I, I honestly wonder, like, did it just does it like the the connector joint? Does it need to be like cleared out a little bit? Like, do I need to shave some of the plastic off? Like, because it was clearly stuck. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm thinking it was something like that. Like, maybe it just wasn't shaved down properly. But uh, other than him, I got, uh, well, Mike, you helped me out getting Zartan. I've been been trying to find Zartan everywhere. Isn't he awesome? Oh, he's freaking, he's great. (laughs) I love that figure. My my only complaint is the same complaint I have with almost every hooded figure, is that it it doesn't stay securely enough. Because a lot of times when I'm, like, reposing him, it pops off. So I have to keep, like wiggling it back on but again that's a minor complaint it's a great looking figure his accessories are great i love that he has a monkey's paw um i love that knife and the 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 80s feature of the mask it works great so it's my only complaint is that he doesn't have the color change yeah but i can also see that like that would make the plastic brittle Mm -hmm. so maybe don't do it i mean it's gonna sit in my basement either way it's not going to be getting sunlight Right. So I'm not super upset about it, but it's like the same mask he had from the 80s. I don't know why. I always pictured Zartan as more of a knife guy, not a gun kind of guy. Same. So like that knife is perfect of like he's going to get up close and he's going to stab you. I actually I think I sent it to both. Of you. I, I know I showed Josh, but I had made a custom Zartan. I was making like this whole post-apocalyptic G.I. Joe story doing custom figures during the modern era. And I made a custom Zartan where he just wore people's face like leather face. And um, oh, it's such a cool looking figure. I thank you. <laughs> I hollowed out like a uh, a Duke and uh, what was it? There was Duke Ripcord. I forgot. There was a couple of characters. I hollowed out the face and like scarred it up. And I had them hanging from like chains on a backpack. And they actually fit over his face under the hood. Um, but I gave him nothing but knives and axes. So he had like 
knives all over him and like these these two hatchets on his backpack. Um, but yeah, I always picture Zartan as a knife guy too. But great figure. And uh, the last thing I got was Revelations Beast Man. And I like him. I like him a lot. But like like we discussed off the air, I don't really have a lot of classics. I have a handful of classics figures, and I love them. But there's a lot of characters I missed out on. Beastman's one of them. And I love the whole, like, hunched over, almost, almost 2000X, like, build of the body. Um, like the, the, the longer arms, the longer limbs, he's just, he's a fun figure. So I, I've really been, been enjoying him. Question. I'm going to pose a question for you guys. Okay. Hopefully this doesn't take too long and go off the rails. 37. Right. 42. 42. So is the answer. If you had to be part of a GI Joe or Cobra faction, what would you be? Like, what team would you be a part of? Would you be, like, Tiger Force, Python Patrol? Would you be a Dreadnought? Would you be part of the Ninja Clan? Would you be part of, like, Dawn's Marauders? <laughs> what would you guys do? Um, okay, well, I will answer this seriously, looking at the, the lore of the characters. I'm going to go Dreadnoughts because I'm fat and grape soda and donuts sound awesome. Um, I'm not going to go Slaughter's Marauders because, you know, there's the whole thing of like, you're not, what was it? You weren't allowed to eat for like four days and you had to like infiltrate the terror drone with no weapons. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> and, you know, eco force and all that, you run the risk of getting sludged and turning into a zombie. So yeah, no, I'm going to go Dreadnoughts. I'm going to hang out in the swamp and eat donuts and drink grape soda. I'd be that one is- of the weird... I'd, ahead, I'd be Josh. one of the weird, crazy scientists of Cobra Law. Mm. I, too, would be a Dreadnought because the Dreadnoughts were my favorites. <laughs> Maybe Night Force because I think they had the coolest costumes and color schemes. And I, you know, could sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that's a big deal. There's a guy with long hair, a ponytail, and a chainsaw. I think I know where I'm going. <laughs> I mean, like, right. Where yeah. I'd be accepted. <laughs> I mean, I already kind of look like Monkey Wrench with a gut, so, you know, <laughs> that would kind of work. And, like, just give me a pitchfork gun. You'd have a cool ass motorcycle or, like, a swamp boat. They had the best vehicles. Granted, yeah. there's only, like, one woman. That's a little weird. But that's G.I. Joe in general. Right. Okay, I mean, like, if she would have me, I would go to Don's Marauders, too, because, you know, Don D'Orazio joke for this episode. I'm sure she'll come up again naturally. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. That's, uh, that's show and tell. Are you guys ready for our commercial this week? I wanted to touch base with somebody we haven't heard from in about a month or two. The holidays are coming up, and I was always like, what's Christmas like in Germany or, like, Austria. I'm not sure exactly where the hell he's from, but, uh, you know, Werner Herzog, what's he up to? What kind of weird shit's gone through that mind of his? So I gave him a call. He called me back, left some messages. I'm just going to play him back for you guys. Here's his thoughts on the holiday season in general. And sit back, relax, don't eat Josh's edibles, and um, we'll see you guys in a minute.
Oh, hello, friends at the Creepy Head. It is I, your holiday pal, Werner Herzog. I'm here to share all of my delightful traditions for you so you can share them with your beloved this holiday season unless you are desperate and alone sitting by the tree contemplating setting the fire to keep warm your lonely icy heart. Here in my household we like to treat each other very playfully. We give each other COVID booster shots we run around the tree playfully and then we drink grape soda until our bellies are full and we are tired. And then in the morning, we find out who is allergic to shellfish by playing a playful game where we all eat little bits of soup, not knowing which one has contained shellfish. Oh, but surprise, we do have an EpiPen hidden somewhere in the stockings. Just go through and see if there's one hidden in your slippers. Perhaps, perhaps not. Perhaps you will find the hard way that there is actually no cure. And now you are just swollen under the tree like a pinata for us to beat. Happy holidays. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Oh. Oh, let's let's play a game called Who Has a Food Allergy. <laughs> You're just swollen under the tree. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, here's oh, happy holidays. Good stuff. What do we do if we actually listen to this one day? <laughs> I, I love his like overdrive response to us relentlessly making fun of him. Oh my god. Uh, oh god, I would love for him to hear it. Oh. Well, thank you for the compliments, Josh. <laughs> I don't know what you would say. That sounds stupider than a chicken, and you know that chickens are incredibly <laughs> stupid to the point that they are frightening beings. <laughs> oh, are you guys. Ready for the news? Always. It's a surprisingly busy news day, news week, considering the time of year it is. Uh, usually this is the slowest time of year uh, for news other than, like, announcements of, like, oh, this popped up at stores early because, you know, January has new items after Christmas is over. But um, um, I'm going to – I just want to jump in real quick with news that we missed a couple of weeks ago at some point. Sure. That is – that is relevant to uh, all, all, all of us because we're toy geeks. Uh, apparently, the despite Hasbro having the master license for Fortnite, mm-hmm. uh, the Jazzwares license has been extended through 2025. Wow. So, yeah. so we have many years of three and three-fourth inch figures to look forward to, uh, provided Fortnite stays popular. That was in the announcement when they said Hasbro got the license that they were to continue to let uh, Jazzwares make three and three quarter stuff and um, some other items um, while they were going to do Nerf, the six inch scale, and other things. 
And the uh, one of the other things was recently, I don't know if it was leaked or officially announced, but it's a, uh, not not in the respect of like Lego, but it's a it's sort of a mini building line uh, where you get like a set with a lot of small parts and stuff to build a structure. Okay. Uh, which has a play feature. Uh, and then I think it's an articulated. They're they're being called the uh, mini legendary series. Okay. So I think they're about three inches tall uh, and have articulation. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna find a picture and send it to you guys. That's that's and my my news interruption. These are Hasbro. Uh, Jazzwares. I'll try it. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, let me hop right into the news here. Uh, kind of slipped under the radar, but the Four Horsemen announced today that they're having a spinoff line to their Mythic Legions line called Figure Obscura. And their first figure that was available this morning with no fanfare or announcement, unless you're in the know in some sort of fan group, was Krampus. Krampus uses a basic buck body from the Mythic Legions figure. So he's got like hooves and muscles and gauntlets. He looks like a He-Man guy with a Krampus head. And he's got the basket and he's got the bundle of sticks. The only thing he doesn't have is a little kid. But, I mean, you can get like any Barbie kid and you're good to go. If you miss it this morning, this is Sunday night, mind you. So if you're listening to the podcast on Thursday, you're shit out of luck. Uh, it's going back on sale at 8 p.m. tonight, Eastern Standard Time. I'm not sure if I'm going to get it. I Krampus is something I didn't know about until I was well into my 20s. I just my family wasn't big in Christmas. And mm-hmm. apparently it's been a thing for a long time, but I never knew about it. I don't know about you guys. Um, I first heard about it when I, I want to say I was around 2021. That was yeah. when I first heard about it. Yeah, I think the same, actually. I mean, apparently there's people like, oh, my grandma told me stories about Krampus. I feel like it's just something that was invented and they're trying to pretend like it's always been a thing. But I don't know. I didn't have old world, old world grandparents that were like, there's a goat monster that's going to eat you and hit you with a bundle of sticks. Well, it's the, like Santa's arch nemesis. Well, no, he he was in, in traditional like, well, in, in at least with Catholicism. It was portrayed that the the Christmas devil would ride with Santa and take care of all the naughty kids. So that was the first time I saw him was actually like in an art history thing where I was looking at like old paintings. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And there there's actually several really cool ones that you can see online. But I was like, what the hell is this? And I and it sent me down a rabbit hole and I had never heard of it. But then, you know, talking to other people, they were like, oh, yeah, no, I've heard of that before. And it's like. Okay, what? Where was I? <laughs> so see, I always thought like you know you're naughty on Christmas, you get a lump of coal, and Santa has sex with your mother. <laughs> no, uh, that's that's uh, Christmas evil. Oh, oh, <laughs> man, brain damage just does wonders to your you know the way you remember things. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> that's a tough joke. <laughs> the uh. We are three episodes into the Disney Plus Hawkeye series, and they show digital renders of Kate Bishop and Clinton Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye and Hawkeye. Uh, Kate Bishop looks just like the actress. 
Clint Barton needs a little work. Uh, the digital yes, writer he does. Isn't, isn't quite there yet. He's sort of there, but I think with like the proper kind of paint and just some little tweaks, it'll look like Jeremy Renner. It's pretty close. Yeah, I uh, think the issue right now is that it looks it looks like a toy of Jeremy Renner. It does. It looks like a 12-inch cheaper Jeremy Renner. Um, so unless Jeremy Renner just doesn't give a shit, maybe he'll just be like, whatever, put it out. But uh, it needs a little bit of work. But it's it's Hawkeye. It's pretty cool. If you haven't watched the series yet, highly recommend it. Uh, the third episode, KB Toys, is heavily, heavily featured. I've got um, some questions about that KB Toys. It's some sort of KB Toys toy work superstore with a ball pit. Um, before I forget, so my daughter went down a rabbit hole for Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, Disney Plus has a new animated Diary of a Wimpy Kid TV sh- special that I think is like mm-hmm. a backdoor pilot to a series. She watched it. She loved it. You can watch all the movies on Disney Plus. So she watched the fourth one where they go on a road trip. And there's a central plot point where the two brothers want to go to a video game convention. Outside the video game convention is a giant in, uh, not Insecticon, uh, Insectors guy. Like an inflatable Easter egg. Just somebody working on the movie was like, I love Insectors. Here's the hero. And he's inflatable. And he's just there. And then as an adult, I'm catching all these other Easter eggs after that point. Knowing that the director's a dork and he's squeezing stuff in. So I kind of want to go back and watch the other ones to see other stuff that I could find. I, That's kind of wonderful. I've actually watched some of the movies with Caleb because he, he really likes them and they're they're fun. They're not, you know, if you're stuck watching something with your kid, pick those. They're not bad. No, uh, they're not. You're not going to hate your life. There's no musical numbers. There's adult jokes in the background for you, for you to laugh at. While they're laughing at the poop humor and stuff, but I like the poop humor. Um, yeah. <laughs> free orders for the Cobra Bat and the Alley Viper are up all over the internet. I heard a cat. Oh shit! Yeah, look, you did. It's. Uh, I need to. I need to feed them. Somebody <laughs> took a dump on the floor. It's a man-sized shit, Doctor Mew. Okay. Um, they're up for pre-order. They're a little more expensive, but everything is a little more expensive now. But with the Cobra Bat, Cobra Bat and the Alley Viper, it's worth your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naughty or Nice has another Santa Claus that they showed for pre-order. This time, it's Jolly Santa. He comes with a pipe. He has a darker complexion. And I'm fully expecting Lone Dark Santa next week or, like, Mrs. Santa. They're just going to keep going and going and going. Uh, Dr. Mew is upset about it, too, clearly. Yes. Um, That's Vincent. Hi, Vincent. Give him some cuddles and some belly belly rubs or whatever it is you do to him. Uh, Blow some raspberries. Um, (laughs) Hasbro Pulse finally kind of realized what people wanted, and they've included with the basic tier, like right off the bat, the Rancor Keeper will be included with the Rancor Monster to kind of get these sales where they need to be. They said a digital render is forthcoming, but everybody was like, what the hell? Why do we not have the Rancor Keeper? He won't be carded. He'll be in a bag, which means they'll be re-releasing him again to clog the pegs somewhere because Rancor Keeper notoriously never sells. Um, If I remember correctly, the last Return of the Jedi Rancor Keeper from 1983 just sold like last year. Um, 
that's a rank or keeper joke because he just hangs around forever. Um, also, in Hasbro Pulse news, they've added a bunch of stuff to the Sky Striker. You can get three extra Cobra figures. So there's Cobra Commander with the Mickey Mouse Cobra symbol, which was like a paint error that was in the original Cobra Commander, and then a Cobra Soldier and a Cobra Pilot, and stickers that you can put on the Cobra Sky Striker, the G.I. Joe Sky Striker, sorry, to make it a Cobra Sky Striker. So now you're going to get five O-Ring G.I. Joes and a sticker set. NECA announced while we were doing the podcast last week that they have Peter Weller likeness rights for the anniversary of RoboCop, and it's not quite Peter Weller. If you look at the pictures, it looks like shit. Um, But I also kind of asked myself the question, if I have this RoboCop, am I going to display it with Peter Weller's likeness, or am I going to have a helmet on him? And the pricing is all over the place. So they have a regular standard RoboCop with a Peter Weller head, or Battle Damage RoboCop with a chair that he sits in in the movie and that's twice the price as regular RoboCop. So it's like 60 yeah. plus dollars for RoboCop with a chair that I guarantee you is going to break if you look at it funny. Um but it's a very sloppy likeness of Peter Weller. Um it looks better than McCready like it's clearly him but the sculpt just like it's rushed or something. I hope they do more work to it. Um NECA, let's be fair, it doesn't take a lot to look better than that McCready. No. This is true. Oh, uh, uh, that is that's that's by far that's gonna that's gonna haunt NECA for a long time. That's that is probably one of their worst likenesses. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely agree. Um where did I lose? Uh NECA, more NECA news, is insanely repainting every flash and Ming possible. So coming up next, we have movie-inspired Flash Gordon and Ming the Merciless without likeness rights. It's just repaints of the pre-existing Ming the Merciless and Flash Gordon with some movie-specific accessories. If you squint and you turn the lights off, they kind of look like Alex Ross, Flash and Ming. I can't see why anybody would want these. I don't know people that are that big into Flash Gordon to buy these in retail, but what do I know? Um, I'm guessing this is a passion project from Randy. You know what Uh, I say to that? Set it on fire. Flash! Oh! <laughs> hey, we did it in unison. That's great. Um, oh, that was that was not planned, people. No, it's Synergy. Uh, Super 7 announced that they have even more Ultimates license coming. And next out the door is Warner Brothers. Which, holy shit, will be cool. Uh, I want to throw money at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> judging by yeah. what Super 7 does, I can't imagine it's going to be like Bugs, Daffy, Porky, Yosemite Sam. It's going to be like all over the place. Well, the way they teased it was very, very specific. Animaniacs. Uh, it's it's Animaniacs yeah. and Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. And maybe Wally Coyote. At, at, least, lines. at least first out the door. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Because because uh, they they teased it as they'll be opening the water tower and making a visit to Acme Labs. Mm-hmm. And those um, are those are pretty specific. But you know what I think of when I think of Warner Brothers, I think of Space Jam Three. <laughs> so maybe just maybe we'll get that LeBron James that we've been wanting for so long. 
you know, you know if what I'm they, saying, Josh? If they do a Space Jam 3, if they do Space Jam 3, all I'm saying is, like, I want... I want them to embrace the terribleness of it, and it just needs to be somehow worse, so I can't even stand five minutes. Here's hoping. Um, news that excited me that was kind of just buried out there. They're making a Metal Men cartoon from DC. I've always thought the Metal Men were really cool. Oh, I saw uh, that. Yeah, and it's the team of people, most notably from Iron Giant, who left Warner Brothers, went to Disney, now they're coming back to Warner Brothers. Um, I'm excited about it. It seems like, you know, whereas Marvel's very formulaic, now there's taking all kinds of crazy chances to see what works with DC stuff. So as far as a cartoon goes, Metal Men is, you can't go wrong. Uh, They have shown off new packaging for Masters Universe animated figures, and they're open and they're try me. So instead of being carded on a bubble, now they're kind of in a cardboard tray where you can touch them and feel them and play with their spring action punch feature. Um, I don't know about this because yeah. they just, they're just they going to be stolen now. Um, and it doesn't really look like they're using less material. It's just some sort of packaging gimmick. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird choice. And anytime you have a figure that exposed, good luck finding one in good condition. So if you want them, Get them immediately. Uh, thankfully, these guys, you'd have to try really hard to get their heads to come off. So if you got like a Space Jam thing and people are stealing parts, hopefully it's not a problem. But they showed off like the Randor armor He-Man and Beastman. And they look pretty cool. I mean, the figures look great, but the packaging is really bizarre. Uh, Reaction is doing the Grateful Dead Bears, which I figured it was a matter of time because they're doing the Skeleton Rosie. And with those Grateful Dead bears, they could repaint them until they run out of plastic. Like, there's just so many of them. Um, so, good on them. The, uh, blah, 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 blah. I completely lost my fucking train of thought there. There are rumors <laughs> going around that the next batch of exclusive G.I. Joe classified figures for Target. So, this is Tiger Force Outback, Python Patrol Cobra Bat, Python Patrol Cobra Trooper. And, no, actually, no, Python Patrol Viper, not the Trooper. But I guarantee you the troopers coming Um, are shipping early and arriving in warehouses before the end of December, which would mean some stores might get them right around Christmas Eve at the end of the month. And they would be set in the spring reset, which is usually end of January. The stores will do their big Christmas clearance, get all the shit out, put the new items out. Um. And then there'll be a mad dash to get these guys if you didn't pre-order them. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt because Target also last year set on stuff forever before they put it on the shelves. Hey, have you guys have, have you guys seen the really, really weird uh, <clears throat> possibly filtered, possibly really odd recolor of gung-ho floating around? I yeah, that's not. real. That's real? So uh, Gung Ho's coming back out, and what they do with G.I. Joe Classifieds now, they do repaints to fill out a wave, and he's the wave, he's going to be in the wave that has the Viper and the Bat, the Alley Viper, okay. and it's a slight repaint. It's nothing drastic. It's like, we think he would look better with some slight, like a different shade of blue. Um, I think he looks better. They've done it with Scarlet, 
in particular had a whole new like a paint job top to bottom that was just different shades of every color she had originally she looks amazing and um, yeah the the 2.0 scarlet does look amazing yeah i have that one and they did it with roblox too and it's very like slight differences um this is a more traditional looking gung-ho i missed gung-ho the first time and now i'm kind of kicking myself but he'll be back out i'm gonna get this one um i've never been the biggest gung-ho fan because of his hat drives me nuts but this this hat comes off so um but this gung-ho also has like space shotgun thing going on yeah so i'm gonna have to get him some weapons from the dollar store um and the final bit of news people are finding we mentioned it a few episodes ago there are some unannounced they were just kind of teasing the system without pictures clone wars inspired star wars black series walmart exclusive figures people have found them in the stores um there's a picture floating around of the grievous on pegs so picture oh, wow. the deluxe grievous figure that's out from like a year ago but in all white and he looks yeah. really cool and um i prefer like teeth whitening grievous as compared to like dirty i drank too much coffee grievous <laughs> this is this is one that if i see it i'll buy it yeah, yeah absolutely um, yeah, with with Star Wars Black, I'm kind of picky, you know. Like, I've only got a handful, but if if I see him, I will definitely get him. I'm the you same know, way. And you know, my proof on how far I've fallen off the Star Wars bandwagon is, I think I've seen all of the new three and three fourths and Black series figures that have been released over the past few months. Mm-hmm. On enough occasions that I could have bought them if I had second thoughts. Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, Bo-Katan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, seen see her, I've seen her repeatedly and it's just like, eh. Like, well, I, I love, I love her in the show. I just, I could care less about the figure because I spent so much time collecting that three and three fourth inch and then Hasbro abandoned me. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's how I feel about G.I. Joe Classified. Like, yep. I'm cherry picking. Granted, I'm getting more now than I ever did, but I'm cherry picking for that very reason. Because it's like I spent so much time and money collecting your three and three fourth inch line. And now you're like, instead of doing that, you're giving us six inch figures only. And like the occasional three and three fourth inch that's mostly just old parts at Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Makes me mad. Yeah, you know, I think it's funny that you say that, too, because I feel like when I had my moment of like, yeah, okay, some of these are pretty, pretty damn cool with the uh, Star Wars Black series. Mm -hmm. I did have that sudden surge of like, okay, I'll get certain characters as they're released. And then, you know, I, I circled back and grabbed a few that I had missed, but overall it just it doesn't have that same magic that the three and three fourths inch did yeah you know what i don't get retailers are just desperate now for like we need exclusive toys that you can only get them at walmart you can only get them at target and it's really evident with walmart like that's the exclusive place to find he-man for the first year that's the exclusive place if you want the o-ring gi joes and they're selling why the fuck don't they have three and three quarter Star Wars? Yeah. There are literally enough Walmarts out there 
to do it. Now, like, let's say that that's not on the table. You can't go to fucking Five Below and find they always have three and three quarter Star Wars figures made for mass retail that they have at Five Below. Just like nobody Hasbro is putting any effort into it, but they're selling. I don't. And, I just don't understand it. And I'm I'm baffled by the choices that they make in the three and three fourth inch line now. Like, yeah, I get. I get the heavy waves uh, focused on the Mandalorian that I get. That's what they should be doing, you know, but then to balance it out, the, the classic characters that they have are just so it's, it's basically just like, okay, here's this background troop builder. Here's an Ewok and a Jawa. And the next, next wave is like, okay, here's a slightly different Jawa a slightly different Ewok and a completely new troop builder. Yeah. I don't like it. And they have a fucking formula that works. And all I would say is you don't need to make any Rays or any Kylo Rens. Yeah. And you can pretty much just every wave have a Mandalorian and a guy with a lightsaber. Speaking of it. Whatever else you want, you know. I guess this definitely fits into the news category and it definitely goes off on a side rant, but what the hell is Hasbro thinking re-releasing uh, Jen Erso and Cassian Andor? I can still buy the original releases at my five below. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my what are they doing? still have the original fucking releases of... Um, yeah, Cassian Andor, just sitting there. Nobody wants them, even on like, clearance. They return them to the store from other places because they're so hated. <laughs> Why? Like, what, what are they doing? Does, <laughs> is, the next, is the next wave going to have a, a re-release of Rose? <laughs> like, re- really, really, what are they doing? I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Like, I really wouldn't. I feel bad saying this because, you know, I do really enjoy Rogue One. Yeah, I think it's a really awesome movie, but nobody cares about toys from that movie. No, no, just the droid. I was the the droid and some of the some of the troopers. Yeah. I understand those, but like the rest. No. Yeah. Well, guys, that's the news and our G.I. Joe side tangent for the week. Guess what? <laughs> I got more messages from Warner Hertz. Uh, I got more messages from Warner Herzog. Uh, he just never stops talking. He'll chew your ear off. He'll make you a fruitcake. He's just nuts. Fruitcake with nuts. This joke is god awful. Uh, sit back, relax, listen to his Yuletide greetings. And we will be right back. Oh, hello again. It is me, your old pal. It's like we've been palling around for ages, isn't it? I thought it would be nice to celebrate the holidays with friends. So I shall read to you a traditional poem about three and three-fourth inch 
Star Wars action figures that you can purchase at your local establishment that sells old toys because they're not readily available anymore, which is a shame. No, I kid, that is a joke. We shall laugh. Ha. I shall tell you a Christmas poem. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, all you could smell were maraschino cherries in sausage as they were cooked together in a succulent way. We all awaited the bountiful feast, the cherry-coated sausage, the way it would taste on our tongues, the sugary, sugary meats, the way they would glisten, and Santa Claus would come, stare at us longingly, and hope he could put our sausage into his Santa Claus mouth. He would leave our house dripping with sausage meats, all of the cherry juice in his beard, looking like he had eaten a reindeer raw, as he is known to do sometimes. And on that, we feast further. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Dripping with sausage. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. Oh, good old Werner. <laughs> Dripping right, guys. with sausage meats. <laughs> Have you ever had... This is something like I never had until I met my wife. And I, it's a thing. I was just so sheltered. Um, cocktail meatballs that are cooked in like jelly. Oh, I've never had them, but I've seen them. Yeah, same. Really good. So we went to a birthday party and they had like Italian meatballs with like a grape jelly. On them. And it sounds disgusting on paper, but then you eat it. and It's like, Wow. This is really good because it tastes like a barbecue sauce. It doesn't taste like prison yeah. grape jelly, you know, but I kid. Did you say uh, prison grape? I don't know why prison grape jelly. You know why that came into my head? The, the Chris Rock joke where he's talking about salad tossing. Oh, my God. And he's like, I'll toss your salad with some grape jelly. Every time I think of grape jelly, I make that connection of prison oh, no. salad tossing. See, now you're making me think of... Uh, um... The Boondocks. Did you guys ever watch that cartoon when that was out? Oh yep. yeah. Oh, there was the the one where they were you know doing the whole scared straight thing, and basically every inmate just told the kids how they force other people to eat their ass, and the one guy was like, <laughs> he said something like, "I call it a peanut butter and jelly asshole sandwich," and he's like, "I put the jelly up inside my asshole." <laughs> it was horrifying. And it just—it was just panning across the children, and there was like one silently crying. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh I miss, man, I missed that show. I'm not gonna lie, I laughed my ass off at those scared straight videos. Oh, dude, me too. <laughs> They're so, freaking hilarious. Those prisoners are clearly having a blast, and the terror on those kids' faces cracks me up. But I'm also <laughs> a horrible person, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you got to look at it this way. The fact that they're there, it's like, well, clearly you've screwed up, kid. <laughs> Learn something. Oh, God. I love it. Like, little Billy stole a bike. 
And now he's in here for Scared Straight, and they put him with, like, Spider, you know, like the big prison guy. And he's like, you know how much you're worth, kid? You're worth a pack of cigarettes. Hold my pocket. You're going to wash my back in the shower. And for whatever reason, I just find that to be hilarious. It's horrible, but <laughs> cracks me up. Oh, my God. All right. I wanted to have a discussion with you guys, not about uh, prison shenanigans. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, as kids, was there that gift you always asked for and you never got? Because maybe Santa Claus is listening uh, to the podcast. And now's our chance to once again kind of sit on Santa's lap and say, like, I want Marble Madness on Nintendo, Santa Claus, whatever. That's a completely random thing. What were gifts you always wanted you never got? Because hmm. I have some. Yeah, think about mm. this one. I, I think that, well, actually, you know what? I don't have to think about it that long. The first one that, that comes to mind is Omega Supreme. You um, always wanted Omega Supreme and you never got I, them? I, I never got the original, but I, I now have the, the Siege Omega. That's the whole reason I bought them was because I'm like, I always wanted that figure as a kid. I never got it. So I'm getting this new one. Same thing with Trypticon, but it was more so with Omega Supreme. He was He was the... He was the one like big transformer that I always wanted and I never got. Um, there was actually that I have happened a couple times with transformers. I, I never got uh, Optimus Prime either, but that wasn't for my parents' lack of trying because I remember <laughs> my mom like desperately trying to get him for my birthday and she couldn't find him anywhere. And by the following birthday, I'd kind of like fallen off the transformers bandwagon and was more on GI Joe anyway. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I never got an Optimus Prime either. I always asked for stuff and got the generic equivalent. Mm -hmm. So I was always like, I want Legos. I always wanted Legos for Christmas. And I got like Schmegos. Because they didn't <laughs> even have like Mega Blocks back then. It was just like. Well, they had those, what, Tyco something blocks? I um, didn't even get those. Yes. I, I will say, because I got those too, because I didn't get. Uh, if I got Lego, it was like I got. Because I always wanted the medieval Legos. And me too. I would get, yeah, I would get like the little one that was like a guard outpost with a horse. You know, which <laughs> it sucks. Like, it's like, yeah, I don't want this. I'd get one of those tiny ones. But there was one Christmas where I really wanted the, the Lego stuff. And my parents, you know, couldn't afford the, the Legos because they're freaking expensive. But yeah. there was a, a Tycho Black Castle it was like it was like the evil knight's castle. And it was the coolest freaking thing. It was all black and gray bricks. It came with a bunch of uh, of like armored knights, the all in black with red visors, and then like the lead knight had like bat wings on his helmet, and he had a horse that you could clip bat wings onto, turning him into a flying nightmare. I thought it was I know the coolest it, set. I know exactly what castle that is. Yes, it is. I loved that thing, and yeah, that was like that was the best like quote unquote Lego thing I ever got. I am going to look while well, Josh, what did you ask for that you never got? I mean, you got everything. Um, <laughs> you got a Turia. I, <laughs> I, I see. I did get a lot of stuff from, uh, from my grandmother, but there were definitely things that like I had asked for, for Christmas that 
not for lack of trying, but they didn't end up being Christmas presents. They were like we found them after the fact, so they would end up being birthday presents. Mm-hmm. Um, there were there were a few I remember in particular. Uh, the sewer layer. Oh, I love that. Oh yeah, the sewer layer was one that uh, they could not find for Christmas. Um. God, I don't remember. Oh, the blimp. That was the year that they got me the blimp instead. Because mm-hmm. uh, they couldn't find the sewer layer. And, you know, I won't I won't lie. I was thrilled with the blimp. That was an awesome toy. Uh, I played played the hell played the hell out of that blimp. Um, I know I know Trypticon was one. Trypticon was a big one. So we were mentioning the Tyco Super Blocks. Yes. Yeah. I got Tyco Super Blocks. I never got Legos. And I got other off-brand type things. Now, I know I got the Tyco Super Blocks because I'm recognizing the domes. I always wanted a Lego castle or a Lego spaceship. And I would ask for it specifically. And it would always be like, it's too expensive. And I would get, oh, this is just as good. You know, like you've got Freddy at home, and I would yep. get Tyco Superblocks, but it was never the same to me because, like, oh, this isn't Legos and this isn't a castle. And I had such a complex about it that when I got a little older, I met this older kid who was willing to trade me his Lego castle set for my Star Wars figures. And I did it like a dipshit. Oh. And no instructions, just here's a box of gray Lego bricks. It makes a castle. Not knowing that I was getting ripped off, and this guy got like my Power of the Force, you know, from the 80s Power of the Force Lego guys. Not Lego guys, Star Wars guys. Um, so, yeah, I had regrets. Um, but I had always, like, I'd want G.I. Joe's, I get the core. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted, well, these to me were just as cool, but I wanted He Man, I got like Galaxy Quest guys, um, off brand He Man. I always wanted like a big Star Wars vehicle, and I never mm-hmm. got it. So I wanted like the Millennium Falcon, the ATAT. No, didn't get them. Maybe if I was lucky, we'd find like a beat up one in a garage sale. But it got to the point where like I'd stop asking for like the big expensive thing because I knew that like it's probably my father would just go cheap and get me the cheap like off brand equivalent. Like you want a Butterfinger, you're getting a Butter Thumb. <laughs> you know, like. That's oh, I the, want that to be real candy now. It's a joke on Everybody Hates Chris. I, I stole that. I'm not going to take credit for that joke. Um, yeah. Okay, now so I have a well, complex about it. If my daughter asks for something for Christmas, I never give her the off-brand something. Either she yeah. doesn't get it, or she gets exactly what she asked for. Yeah. Okay, so this is... I'm going to send you the... Uh... One of the one of the cases where I had asked for a specific Lego castle, I had to look up pictures, uh, and I I did not get the castle because it was too expensive. So I got the less expensive Lego castle, which was still very cool. So I'd asked for this one, uh, which you know every everyone here can see. Uh, it's the let me look up the let me see what the name of this is. Uh, that is the Lego Night Lord's Castle. Yeah, I want that. Uh, I want that which, too. Which, 
It has a, a dragon and skeletons. I mean, come on. Which was, yeah, and it was freaking awesome looking. Still is awesome looking. Yeah. Um, I can't find the exact name of this other set, but it's it's the set that they got me instead, which, to be fair... That's still a uh, really cool castle. It It had two different features in it that are... Just, like, they definitely shaped a lot of, like, play ideas in my head. Uh, because it had this little section uh, of the base plate that was sunken in, so you could pull off a plate on top of it, and there was, like, a little crypt with the glow-in-the-dark skeleton underneath. Mm-hmm. Or not the glow-in-the-dark skeleton, the ghost, sorry. Oh, yeah, I remember that little Lego ghost. Uh, and then there was a little, a little trap door that, in the tower... That if you pulled the little push pin and opened the trap door underneath, it would send them falling out that little uh, opening next to the main entrance. Nice. So it would eject someone out of the castle. So, that's, you know, it, man. That's, that's still, that's a pretty cool consolation castle. Lego, bring back the, lays, the raised uh, brick plates, please. Yeah. Oh, man, they really should. That's awesome. Um, so the whole purpose of this is so when our li- our wives listen, like, what do we get them for Christmas? And our <laughs> girlfriends go back in time. Now, just go on eBay and buy these Lego sets. So, like, let's say that they're 80 bucks back in the day. They're probably 800 now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's totally <laughs> reasonable. Totally fair. <laughs> or, like, you know, Lego Millennium Falcon or, like, a Millennium Falcon or, like, an AT-AT. See, yeah. I've got I've to gotta give ruth a whole lot of credit right now because she she had asked me what i want for christmas yeah and my answer was just like i don't i don't we can we can not actually do christmas my christmas present can just be the lego modular that comes out january 1st that's pretty awesome and she kind of shrugged and she was like let's be real you're getting that anyway. What do you want for what do you want for Christmas? And it was like, uh, okay, that's awesome. And I still have no answer for her because uh, I don't know toys. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's when you pick like a GI Joe classified, Josh. A Boglin. Uh, like, I don't know what toys you have. <laughs> she see, yeah, th- see, that's the thing is like, she could, she could, if she's listening to this, she's Ooh, not. The you know, you know what Josh she, wants? Transformers Creo. <laughs> hey, some of those sets were kind of fun. I mean, I was just gonna say, I, I have a few, and they are kind of fun. Uh, if, if she's listening to this, she could absolutely go on Amazon warehouse and just grab some like cheap Jazzwares Fortnite sets. And I would be happy. Yeah. Josh would like a bigger cat box for the cats. I don't think one exists. Just get a (laughs) pool and fill it with cat litter. The fear in your voice when you said that. It's so big. It's There's so no big. There's no such thing. 
<laughs> oh god, it, the the damn thing takes a full freaking box of cat litter. Jeez. Wow. It's it's huge. Jeez. I I don't think I I can state enough how large my cats are, and it's not that they're fat. They're huge cats. Uh, what, are Vincent, you, what are you fucking feeding them? Uh, Vincent is a uh, part ragamuffin. Yeah, right. those are big cats. And Dr. Mew is part Maine Coon. So they they just have naturally big cat genes. Uh, but it also means that neither one of them can fit entirely on my lap. Like, do they get, like, steak cutlets for dinner? I no. mean, are, are you like, here's your can of SpaghettiOs for breakfast, Vincent? <laughs> like, what, like, do you, do they have Lunchables for snacks? Like, what kind of crazy shit are you feeding your cats? <laughs> no, they, they get, they get Purina uh, Indoor Delights, uh, dry food for free munching, and then they get uh, twice a day a quarter can of wet food. And one child. <laughs> and and the neighborhood children. <laughs> one homeless street child per week. The bone marrow <laughs> usually lets them last through the weekend. Oh, here's a fun side story that has nothing to do with anything but my cats. They're, they're not, not terribly long ago, I had sent my mom a picture of the cats. <clears throat> and she had responded with, dear Lord, what are you feeding them? And I said, oh, you know, the neighborhood children. <laughs> uh, and apparently she was she was out with a friend at the time. And started giggling at that and shared it with her friend who immediately responded, oh, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it is. <laughs> oh, you uptight bitch. Which which made it even funnier. And my, my mom was even like she. When she was telling me about it, she was like, I didn't know how to react, so I just laughed harder. <laughs> That's the appropriate reaction, honestly. Uh, oh, that's All right, guys. Good. So by the time this episode comes out, it'll be two days before my 41st, 41st <laughs> birthday. And because of that, I'm treating myself to a birthday present. And by a birthday present, I mean... We're going to talk about one of my favorite toy lines of all time. You guys ready? Because today is the Monster in My Pocket episode. Woo! And by Aww, that, I mean, yeah. we're just going to talk about it for a little bit. That's all. <laughs> I have me... I loved them. I still have them. I still love them. Did you guys get them as a kid? Oh, yeah. I had, I think, just Series 1, though. They were very hard to find. Let me tell you guys, I'm glad you started, because I was about to talk about a different monster in my pocket. Oh, he went there. Oh! Okay, now I know I'm tired, because I went, what? It took me a second to realize what the hell you were talking about. My pocket pussy. Spoiler alert, guys. (laughs) It's Josh's cuttlefish. It's my it's my oh. pocket pussy shaped like a cuttlefish. Oh lord! <laughs> <laughs> and Texas cuttlefish for some reason. All right. <laughs> oh lord! 
So those, for those who don't know, Monster in My Pocket was made by Tycho in the early 90s with the gimmick of it's a bunch of single-colored, four-colored rubber monsters. They came in, let me tell you the exact colors that the first series came in. A Light olive, Well, almost. Light olive, red, yellow, and purple. Each monster had a number value on its back. And the idea was you would know what the number value was and you would have werewolf fight a griffin. And whoever had the higher number won. And that was sort of the play gimmick, but really it was just for kids who like monsters and who liked minifigures. Yep. They were sort of popular in the U.S. Uh, popular enough that they repainted the characters in the first series a second set of colors of neon green, light red, neon yellow, and light purple. Top of that, there were tons of exclusives. So, for example, for the first series, if you lived in America, you could get them in Nabisco Frosted Wheat Squares, had exclusive colorways of four Series 1 monsters. Um, Actually, six. And the fun thing about these was, this is before the internet. So unless you were just an adult with too much free time, you either got these, you didn't realize it, or you kind of collected them and missed them. I always had them and saved them. I have a few. They're worth a ton of money now. This first series came in different kinds of packaging. So you could get them in a four pack where you see everybody you're getting. And these were kind of preset. They weren't random like muscle men. So you'd always get like the Phantom of the Opera. You'd always get a witch, a hunchback, a griffin, a cyclops. It'd all be kind of packed in together. You could also get a 12-pack, and that would have a super rare blind package 25-point monster. And those are like the super cool ones that everybody had to get. Then they also came in the Volcano Box, which was a giant, uh, like a display case, but it was also you got the entire assortment in one big ass volcano package. Now this is where collecting these gets crazy. Uh, like a lot of series back then, they were very popular in Europe and the UK and Brazil. Mm-hmm. More popular than they were in the United States. So that gave way to all kinds of weird ass repaints, Lone Arc exclusives, cereal box exclusives, restaurant exclusives. So you think you got a, a complete collection? Guess what? There's glow-in-the-dark ones out there. There's different colorways. There's cereal box exclusives. All kinds of weird things. And listening to me pronounce cereal box is hilarious. Um, Series 1 turned into Series 2. A lot of people get confused uh, with the numbering at this point. They all kind of kept the numbers uh, from like 1 to 25. And the next series was whatever to whatever. But Series 2 kept the same theme of like it's a flat colored monster we're taking these from mythology there's a jabberwocky there's a dragon there's death there's a swamp monster the loch ness monster you name it just as cool but very hard to find as a kid who went to toy stores on the regular the only place i ever saw these was kmart yeah that's Um, where i got mine too (laughs) yeah if you you lived in different parts of the united states maybe you saw them at meyer you know, maybe you had Gold Circle or Hills or whatever. They might have popped up in other places. But as far as East Coast goes, I only saw them in Kmart. Now, these gave way to what a lot of people thought were 
the proper series three. It's when they became glow in the dark and they added paint to them. In actuality, series three is all premiums. And this is the ones that people just don't have or they don't know about. And in the United States, these are exclusive to big boy restaurants. You guys ever remember big boy? Oh yeah. Yep. They were on their way out at this point uh, from the East coast. So if you're lucky enough to have a big boy restaurant to go there on the regular and get kid meals on the regular, you could get a single blind bag monster in my pocket. And this series consisted of the Leviathan, the abominable snowman, Anubis, something called Amphisabababa. It's a weird Egyptian monster, a centaur, the Ouroboros, the siren, Jimmy Squarefoot. Everybody loves Jimmy Squarefoot. I thought you were going to say Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) I don't know the difference. And Blemia, which is another like it's from China or something. I don't know. These guys in the United States, only big boy restaurants. Over in Europe, they're actually individually carded, exclusives to different places, things like that. You could get them in Nabisco Shreddies, which is like life cereal over in the UK. Um, they also came in this series, the 81st monster, which is Blumia came individually packaged and exclusive to the NES monster, my pocket video game that came out while super Nintendo was already getting popular. So at this point, people weren't even buying Nintendo games. This is how you could get it. Um, and again, you didn't have people telling you. You want to keep collecting these. This is where you find them. Like if you had the internet, you would know I need to go to Walgreens to get this next assortment of monster in my pocket. Um, I don't have any of these and I could never justify the price on eBay because each guy goes for an upwards of $200 or That's more bad. depending on the character and the color. Um, again, it's like for a minifigure that only I'm going to appreciate. I don't know if I'm a millionaire or something. Yeah, I guess I would do it. But um for something yeah, to like that's... maybe one point in my life, one person will come into my basement and be like, oh, those are monster in my pocket. And I could brag that like, oh, these are exclusive cereal box premiums from the UK. <laughs> Look at my nipples. <laughs> Look how excited I am. Um, the next batch is. There go of... my nipples again. Boing. Um, the next batch is the Super Scary series. I always thought this was the Series 3 in the United States. Turns out it's Series 4 if you go by the proper numbering. These guys were, again, almost single-colored, but they had some paint applications. So, like, if you have Spider with Human Head, its legs are black and its head is red. It's, like, very lazy paint applications for some reason. But yeah. they still look super cool. They still have that, like, rubbery feel to them. I had a lot of fun with these two. Um, a lot of cool characters kind of came out of this. There's like a voodoo priestess. There's um, more zombies, flame demons, poltergeists, an imp. They look cool. If you like minifigures, they were out there. And there was glow-in-the-dark versions. Um, and again, much like all the other series, there were variants, different colors, Blow in the dark on painted figures. I thought this was the end of Monster in My Pocket. Turns out it kept going for years in the United Kingdom and elsewhere. So 
These then, if you're a hardcore collector, you got to get these from like eBay UK. These turned into the super creepies, which were all spiders and beetles and monsters with all kinds of crazy gimmicks. They just kind of just went nuts at this point. And if you didn't like all bugs, they then turned into dinosaurs, which weren't really that monstery. These are just basically dinosaur minis that they sold as monster in my pocket. But there was yeah. a caveman. I, I don't know. I mean, kids love this crap in the United Kingdom, I guess. That then turned into dinosaur skeletons, which were the same dinosaurs with skeletons painted on them. So, again, they were popular, but they were weird. Then you got space aliens. Which look like proper monster in my pockets. They were crazy. They had bonkers designs. They had the number gimmick. Again, only available in the UK. Then there were monster wrestlers in my pocket. Which were serial premiums in the United Kingdom. That came out only in 1995. But as you can imagine. They're crazy looking. They're squat. But they also included Tony the Tiger. Because they were (laughs) serial premiums. And... A lot of these molds got recycled and put into gumball machines and then sent back to the United States. So you may not have known this weird wrestler you got in the random mystery gumball machine was actually a repaint of Bully Beef from the UK or Smasher Basher or Julio the Mauler. <laughs> I'm like randomly <laughs> weird, like reading names of these to you. Um, now, man, sp- that that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't going. know any of that. I'm not oh, done geez. yet. There's Monster Ninja Warriors that were only sold in Scandinavia and the UK. And they came with patches. Um, <laughs> they came with weapons. And they came with pogs. So, oh, God. and play sets. And they just piled it all on for that one. So, uh, here's the, the funny you thing. You guys remember about- Pog? It's back in elf form. <laughs> I hope that NECA takes advantage of that and gives us a, an elf pog with the elf. I, I had to flip it. Um, <laughs> so here's the funny thing about Monster in My Pocket. Every, let's say, 10 years or so, 5 to 10 years, they bring it back. And they make it again. So not only has Monster in My Pocket come and gone, there's been new Monster in My Pocket in the UK, line bagged with more improvements. So now there's like they're fully painted. Um, and it's the best of my knowledge, they've come back twice now. So it's one of those like, you know, we had like Masters Universe. Mm-hmm. They have Monster in My Pocket in the UK. Believe it or not. Yeah. So it's been around a long time. To me, I can't justify collecting dinosaurs and spiders and space aliens and wrestlers. I can't justify collecting weird big boy and Canadian cereal box exclusive characters. And I can't justify collecting paint variants or not paint variants, like plastic variants. So I can have like every color of one character. Like I have the zombie in all eight colorways. Because I'm a crazy person with too much free time. <laughs> um, I had a ton of these. I still have them all. I think I've given like one or two away to kids. Mm-hmm. But I these were my go-to like ghoulies and gremlins when I was playing yeah. with my G.I. Joes. Especially the gremlin version. 
Yep. From the first series of Monsters in My Pocket, that was always like my go-to little beastie monster that was attacking my guys, if that's the story I was playing. Um, yep. I did the same freaking thing. I have I the, the the two in particular that I always used as my little monsters were the uh, the Wendigo and Red Cap. Yep. Absolutely. Um Spider with Human Head got a lot of playtime. Uh the skeleton just looked cool. Mm-hmm. They were all and like the Great Beast, which is like the big like the Thanos of Monster in My Pocket looks ridiculous, but for some reason he's become like the atom bomb mascot of the line. Yeah. For whatever reason, he is a 25-point monster that has eight heads. I like how all the heads are kind of, like, veering away from the one. Like, that one has bad breath or something. Yeah, it's it does. Like, uh. It's a, a very bizarre-looking figure. Um, yeah. Something that they teased. If you really got into Monster in My Pocket and you read, like, the comic book ads and you really got into it, they said that there was a super secret, hard to find monster that had a star on its back. So you remember like Battle Beast? They had oh, fire, yeah. wood, water, but there was also the sunburst. It beat mm-hmm. everything. Um, yep. For Monster in My Pocket, there was one monster that had a star that could beat all the other monsters. So the idea was keep buying these randomly. You'll find one with a star. On it, and that will beat all the other monsters. Now, let me look at my notes here because I wrote it down. Only one has ever turned up in collector circles, and I want to make sure that I give you guys the right note on which one that it is. Um, Josh, did you have these? Oh, I had a ton. You still have them? I do not, which uh, is disappointing. Yeah, that's a shame because I was going to ask you for your mother's address. <laughs> was gonna break into your basement take all your toys um, uh, now also i'd like to add to this these are all worthless so if you have these in your attic or your basement you listen to the show and you're like oh maybe i could flip these and make some money you really couldn't um these are like a beanie baby kind of thing they're pennies on the dollar so why don't you just give them to me i'll take them <laughs> off your hands i'll give you a crisp five dollar barrel um i've seen know, it you, he has it yep if you want to make some money i almost gave it to a kid today for her battle beast collection um just throwing it out there anyways there is one star monster i want to say it's the giant with all the heads the juton troll yes it is it's the only one that's ever turned up with a star on its back as the unbeatable monster so if you ever find one that has a star, I never found one as a kid. Mm-hmm. That that's the one where you could like get somebody to pay you like ten bucks for it. I'll look. I'll go crazy. I'll double. I'll say twenty. <laughs> twenty bucks. I'll give you my autograph if you want it. People think I look like Ralphie from Christmas Story, so I could be like Ralphie's stunt double. And I'll you guys are it. getting a good deal, guys. Yeah. 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 Because these are worthless. Just just give them to me. All to me. Uh, Yeah, Monster in My Pocket. I love these guys. I wish they still made stuff like this. Um, I think the last thing... I mean, there's these things out here now that are like these little Rock'em Sock'em robot guys. Have you seen those, Mike? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of tempted. 
Josh bought some, right? The little, uh, what are they? Oh, uh, yeah, the uh, Aikido Warriors. They're yes. fun. Yeah. Do they stand I, on their own without the weird Karate Fighters base? Well, they all have, like, a little disc base, almost like uh, Heroclix. Yeah. Uh, and that plugs into the bigger controller. Okay. So, yeah, they, I mean, but they can't come off of that little little stand thing. I'm yeah, I, I, I've been tempted a few times by them, but none of the designs have grabbed me enough where I'm like, yeah, I need that in my collection. Yeah. Uh, well, I well, I do really I, I can honestly say I do enjoy them and they would be I could see them being a really fun, like mindless game to play with a kid. Because it is very much just Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah. Uh, I would say there's knowing Moose Toys, there's a very good chance after the holidays they're going to end up at discount stores or just clearanced. Son of a bitch, you're right. They're Moose? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, also well, they, knowing most Moose Toys, there's probably like common... Four more waves planned. Yeah. Yeah. Common, rare, ultra rare. They already um, have a bunch of them at uh, five below, but I mean they're still five dollars, which they're five dollars. Yeah, target, two so. for five or one for five. What one guy in a box? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, wait, I could buy, I could buy one package of those for five bucks, or I could get like Man Spank magazine for five dollars. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I don't know. It's, a, it's those edibles. Go... You you think you're talking to yourself. You don't know. I'm going to go with the man spank. Yeah, you know. It's about spanks for men. You know those tights that kind of hide your, your fupa? Oh, yes, yes. It, it's not about spanking fetish and oily, muscular young men. Anyway. Um... So back to Monster in My Pocket. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I will say the one thing about this line that I, I really appreciate as like just a horror fan and monster fan in general is as a child, this introduced me to a few things that I, you know, would later on in life, you know, see in other pop culture and media. Like I had never heard of Baba Yaga before this line. And yeah. I remember thinking like it was this weird, like monster in a cauldron. I had no clue. And then of course, you know, you start reading about mythology and it's like, Oh, Okay. You know, there's you Baba discover Yaga. that Baba Yaga is awesome. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Red Caps. I never knew what a Red Cap was. I just There's a know. Red Cap horror movie coming out. No shit. I didn't know that. There, okay. I caught a trailer on IMDb, and it looks awesome. I'm going to have uh, to look that up. Yeah, like Red Caps. I didn't know who spring Jack was. Same. He was another one. Uh, I, didn't. I knew the Jabberwocky, but only through Monty Python. And I didn't know it was like a real thing or not. It was it, um, not Monty, P the guy from Monty Python that made the Jabberwocky movie. But yeah, you wear the Jabberwock and the Jub Jub and all that. The, yep. the Lewis Carroll nursery rhyme. Another great thing about these is they don't take up a lot of space. Yeah. And <laughs> until you get a ton. Yeah. <laughs> until you build a bookshelf in your basement, that's just minifigures. And then they kind of take up a lot of space. And then you make friends with Josh because he makes the Spiderhead Mini. And then you buy the Spiderhead Mini 15 times. Whatever. <laughs> That's besides the fact. Minifigures are awesome. And I feel like as a purist, they should always be sold in gumball machines. But um, 
sell them however you want. Just don't paint them one flat color. Yeah. Keep them a, you always have to have the muscle pink option to kind yep. of pay homage to your roots, but then go nuts. Have fun. No. And. I, oh, good. Oh, yeah. I would say, just, just out of curiosity, which, which ones were your guys' favorites of the monster in my pocket? <sighs> All right. Kraken. So th- let me leave yeah. this to something. The Kraken was awesome. Are we going to do our Hall of Fame All Monster in My Pocket? Um, I actually, I mean, we could, but I definitely had something different picked. I, I had another kind of obscure thing picked. All right. Let's, yeah. Let's just see our favorites for Monster in My Pocket because I don't think there's a diehard Monster in My Pocket fan base. Um, the Great Beast was mm-hmm. as dumb as he looked. I loved him. I'm looking at him right now. I love the werewolf. Yep. Hear me out. So I used to reenact the exorcist with my G.I. Joes. Okay. I used the cockatrice as the Pazuzu statue. I could see that. Because it has that weird haunted relic look. Yeah. The Kraken is just an amazing sculpt. The Manticore is bonkers looking. Another one I used all the time is like Haunted Tiki was it's Quatical, like Quetzalcoatl. And it's like a weird two-headed, two-bed tiki statue. That Big like Aztec awesome. looking. Yeah. Yeah. Baba Yaga is awesome. Uh, the Hanover is a little weird, which is like this weird screaming onion head. Yeah. The Wendigo, the Red Cap, the Goblin, the Gremlin. The ghost, which is more like a munch screaming ghost lifting its own head off, is great. I love that's one of my favorites. I love that ghost. Yeah, that's a really that's an iconic one. Yeah. yeah. Gremlin is just great because he's ready to play. Yeah. Um I, I like the Gremlin. zombie. I really, really, really like the zombie. I'm trying to find the zombie. I'm I'm looking at him as well. I don't remember. I don't really remember the zombie. I'm sure once I see him, it'll jog my memory. Some of them are a little odd in like the beast from Beauty and the Beast is just a lion pointing at you like the uh, the monkey in. Um... Good God, why can't I remember Peter Griffin's show? Oh, the oh, family, family guy. Family guy. Yeah, he's doing like the I caught you masturbating point. <laughs> the evil monkey. The skeleton's fun because he's a skeleton bouncing on a head with a leg missing. Yeah. Um, it's hard to pick a favorite. You know, it's like, who's your favorite Brady sister? <laughs> you know, you make a dumb analogy, then you have to back it up and realize how creepy it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Alice. Alice is my favorite. Um, Satan the meat man. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the zombie. That's my final answer. See, I don't know if I can pick just one as a favorite. Um, I do have a handful. And one thing I was going to say about the Kraken, I used to stick him in Castle Grayskull. He was the monster oh, coming. Oh, that's yeah. great. I, I loved, I loved that Kraken for that reason. I would also stick him in the Fisher Price playset, the uh, the castle playset that that we all had. <laughs> you know, with oh, the yeah, trapdoor moving. I would put him in the bottom of the tower with the trapdoor, so when they would fall down, they'd get killed by the Kraken. Um, so I, I love that, that toy, but my, my main ones that got a lot of play is I love the Tengu 
the weird bird monster. Yep. I, I loved that thing. I thought that was really cool. Uh, like I said, the red cap and the Wendigo, they got a lot of play. Uh, the ghost was definitely up there. The gremlin, because I could hang him on stuff because the way his hands were. Yep. I could always hang him off of little things. Um, and then I loved the ghoul. The ghoul creeped me out. He had that like cleaver hatchet looking thing. And just he looked so damn sinister. Like, ugh. He, he still kind of gives me the willies. I'm looking at him now. I'm like, yeah, that was a creepy figure. Um, another one that just got a lot of play just because he looked he looked like a, a good monster was the ogre. Like, yeah. so when playing with minifigures, like he was a fun figure to just bash around. But yeah, those that's such a great line. I never had any of the like I said, I had series what series one and two, I guess. Um, I didn't have the painted ones. That was when I was like, do I want to keep doing this because they're painted and it just doesn't look right? And I just did it. Yeah. You know, I was like, I, if they're still making them, I'm still playing. And um, yeah, I'm glad I did. Josh, who's your favorite? Oh, Kraken, unquestionably. Awesome. I, it's just something something about the Kraken, like the the way the tentacles are coming up. I I have a love of the Kraken because of Clash of the Titans. Yep. And so, yeah, if you guys are curious, the last I'm looking at Monsters in My Pocket from from 2006. Minifigures again, and they're painted. And it appears there's some sort of a game gimmick. There's like monster skills and stuff, but there's death. There's a ghost. Yeah, they're really cool. Let me look at the, the back card here. I can give you an idea. Yeah, so the like redone versions of the first series, if they were painted and there's a new sculpt for a lot of them. So there's like the new Mad Gasser, new Jimmy Squarefoot, uh, new Bigfoot, a new zombie. New skeleton, new Grim Reaper. They kind of took like the greatest hits and gave them a new sculpt and a new new kind of coat of paint. And there is like you can launch them, and there's a card shooter and a cannonball. And like I think they had to have that sort of game element to sell them to stores. But for uh, the low low price of like a hundred dollars, you can get a single four pack from Canada. Mm. Yes. Um. Well, everybody. That's Monster in My Pocket. And remember, these are worthless. And if you find <laughs> any in your attic, just get a hold of Mike, Josh, or Mike. And we'll take them off your hands. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm going <laughs> to melt them down and put them on my toast. Oh, wow. You could also get these in KFC. Overseas. And, and, they, ain't got, they, and they ain't got no chicken. Nope. But... If there's a, ever a reason you Kentucky Fried Chicken, it's free toys. Um, all right, guys. One last word of wisdom from Warner Herzog before we kind of wrap things up and get to the tail end of the show. You guys ready for his thoughts on Feliz Navidad, the winter oh, solstice? Yeah, I'm not sure I'm ever ready for his thoughts. <laughs> The fun thing about Werner Herzog is he lives in the hearts of all of us. Deep down inside, we have an old, bizarre Austrian man who wants to direct versions of Nosferatu over and over and over. He just wants to get it out. 
and tell you his thoughts on things. So, yeah, sit back, relax. We'll be right back. And you're welcome. Yeah. As we approach the holidays, every day drawing nearer to the close of the year and the death of the known year into the next one, the rebirth into a new year, it is time to exchange gifts and pleasantries. I have an array of gifts to offer you. Some are sculptures made from different reindeer droppings. I can fashion them into all sorts of useful items. Haven't you ever wondered what it would taste to cook a ham steak on a frying pan fashioned from reindeer droppings? I assure you, it cooks evenly and cleanly. Have you ever wondered what a beat-up Jimmy Square Foot would cost you? From me, it would cost you nothing but love and affection and perhaps a can of beans for me to add to the winter stew. But on eBay, oh, oh, the horrors these things will cost you. Hundreds of dollars, small monkeys. They might even charge you your aunt. And knowing you, you would probably sell her to them. Because what is wrong with you? Selling your aunt to a stranger on eBay just so you can acquire a small plastic monster, when instead you should be talking to the small plastic monster inside of you and making reconciliation as you prepare for the year's death. That got dark. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it did. (laughs) As well it should. Happy holidays. There's a kid in a corner crying right now, like (laughs) Santa, (laughs) Christmas is ruined. I don't want reindeer dropping food. Why? Oh, hold hold on a second. Add this in at the end. Oh, and by the way, jingle bells. That's That's it. it. Lightens it up at the end. Just a tad. By the way, I hope you get Turbo Man for Christmas. I can't do Werner Herzog. Oh, God. I, I actually just watched that with, with Caleb for the first time. He had never seen it. I oh, have God. never seen Jingle All the Way. You should. It's 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 dumb 90s fun. It's like, so bad, but it's so good. Yeah, it's everything you expect a family film from the, a family comedy from the 90s to be like it, it's it's all there, all the cheesy crap. But there's also a lot of really inappropriate things in there as well that I forgot about. Like from Phil, Phil Hartman. Hartman. Yeah, Phil Hartman's character is really inappropriate. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> but it, it's a it's a fun holiday movie. Oh, that moment of. Your wife's just in the shower right now. You want me to get her? <laughs> and, oh, your wife's cookies. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, he's he's disturbing in that. 
And freaking, uh, I never noticed how insane Simbad is. Like, yeah. oh, you mean Shazam? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, but no, I he's you know he always just seemed like a little eccentric when I was watching it as you know as a child or yeah. a teenager. Watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh, he needs mental help. <laughs> like, he's unhinged. Oh, John Belushi is the mall Santa. Oh, that whole Santa, that, that, yeah, Mike, you just got to watch it. There, there's a great scene with a, a bunch of Santas. That's very funny. I'll get to it. I finally just watched Jack Frost 2 for the first time last night. So, oh man, I haven't watched that in years. Revenge of the Killer Mutant Snowmen. Um, yep. cause I just watched Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bullorama for no particular reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, me too. Um, I just like, you know, this is a good movie. I want to watch it. And uh, then I was like, I'm in the mood for some more films of that ilk. And I was like, you know what? It's winter. I always want to watch Jack Frost, too. And I'm always like, it's August. There's no reason. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. And I was really surprised at how good it was or how much I liked it because I'm such a fan of garbage cinema. Um, (laughs) But it's better than you're expecting it to be. You know, a movie about a... (laughs) It's like Club Dread meets Jack Frost before Club Dread came out. Yes. But so, I mean, that's, that's true about the first Jack Frost movie. Like, it's better than you're expecting it to be. It's yeah. awful in all the right ways. <laughs> like, that's I guess that's the best way you can describe it. It, it is awful in all the right ways because it's it's amusing as hell, but it's terrible. Like, for whatever reason, they feel the need to add this... <laughs> British colonist who wears like <laughs> a pith helmet. Like, he looks like um, Josh, your favorite rapper there. Um, oh, Professor Elemental. He looks yes. like Professor Elemental. And he's always talking about like, oh, I fought the Guanji in South Africa. And it's like, why are you on this resort? It makes no sense, but it's just funny. It's just like this ensemble cast. And this guy was like, nope, I am going to be Professor Elemental. For this. Or Nigel Thornberry. What's that? Or Nigel Thornberry. Yeah, he's like Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> uh, and it's just really funny. So, um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, are you guys ready for this week's giveaway? Because it's the month of all toys. Yes. Apparently, $40 in Transformers wasn't enough to get people excited. Yes. For whatever reason, I think I need to share more because in October, I had like 50 people enter the giveaway and I have like three and it's my usual suspect. So I kind of want to entice people a little more. So I'm upping the ante. Yes. That's right. (laughs) What's a gonk? You're going to get the entire set of Final Faction figures. Wave one. From our friends at Dollar Tree. Every character. Of. Arguably. The best. Figures in that scale. For this year. Sorry Fortnite. It's Final Faction. Yes. Oh God. Yes. It's Final Faction. They're awesome. You're going to get them. Because Merry Christmas. They're even all better you have, when you're dead. All you have to do is like and share and get me some free promotion. All I ask. And I'll enter yeah, to win. 
They're full of country goodness and green penis. <laughs> right. What Josh said. Because when I go to Dollar Tree, I think of action figures and green penis. Lots and lots of Hulk dick everywhere. Slap me in the face. And... You haven't lived until you've been knighted by green penis. <laughs> I dub thee oh. Rhino Dick Hands. <laughs> uncut Rhino Dick Hands. I dub thee Sir Uncut Rhino Dick Hands of the Western New York territories. Uh, hey, hey, either, hey, hey. Either regular or red rocket edition. Right. <laughs> Come in two colors. Um, so all you guys have to do is like and share. You may be confused thinking, oh, I get one of these. No, there's going to be a huge box of crap. Four weeks worth of stuff. I'm breaking it up into segments to keep it interesting. So you're going to get two Transformers and a whole pile of Final Faction stuff. Like and you I said, want, you want the Final Faction stuff. Yeah, and if you don't, yeah. this is a gift to a kid. You're going to look awesome. You're going to be like, yeah. Merry Christmas, little Billy next door. Don't set my house on fire. Here's this giant box of toys from Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Tell your friends. Because it's absolutely child appropriate. Yes, we talk <laughs> about penis and drug use. Great for your kids. So, they, they guys, gotta learn sometime. That's right. What better than a bizarre podcast where three adult men talk about toys and dicks <laughs> and sometimes Don DeRazio? You're welcome, Don. Okay. And um, Santa. And Santa Claus. Are you guys ready for this week's Hall of Fame? Arguably our most popular segment. Hall oh, of Fame or Santa doing cocaine? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> we have Sam- Santa Claus, Miggity Mick, Rhyme Master on the microphone. I can't rhyme. I'm Sam- so white. Santa wants cocaine. That's give, all. Give- Give Santa cocaine. He wants pure snow for Christmas. Skeletor got it all first. <laughs> the, the skeleton has taken all the cocaine. Santa just wants cocaine for Christmas. Give Santa cocaine. <laughs> so, guys, we broke a record in the biggest margin of winners to losers this month. Care to guess who won? Yeah. <laughs> Mutagen I, Man. I know yeah. one, yeah. Mutagen Man got more votes than anybody. Snakeface got one. Thanks, He Man Rick. Exosquad Phaeton got two votes. Uh, we got one from Don and one from Jessica. You guys know who you are. Must have had it as kids, or they really hate Mutagen Man. Not sure. <laughs> uh, and everybody else appropriately voted for Mutagen Man. The guts in a fish tank with Frankenstein arms and legs. On our inarguably the greatest Ninja Turtle of all time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Congratulations, Mutagen Man. You should have been here week one, but now you get to your proper place amongst legends. You earned it. Are you guys ready for round 26? Yes. Indubitably. I'll go first. 
which will give you guys a chance. If you wanted to change your entry, beat mine, you can. My entry in round 26 is none other than the Lego ghost figure. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. The glow in the dark Ooh. Lego. Ooh. That's my impression of the Lego ghost. Ooh. I'm a ghost. Ooh. Baby. Ooh, baby. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, baby. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Miguel Nunez oh. on the mind. Uh, well, Mike, I... would you like to go next? Sure, I'm going to see your Lego ghost and raise it a battle beast with Blitzkrieg Bat. You son of a bitch! That was my <laughs> other choice and I changed it to the Lego <laughs> ghost. That, that I, I wanted to pick him like three weeks ago. <laughs> and I forgot, I don't know if it was when we went all Ghostbusters. I had one in mind and I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll choose it later. And then I forgot what I had in mind. <laughs> and so I did you see that Cobra picture Bat. that I sent earlier today? And it remember, yeah, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, Battle Beast, that's the one. I went to a birthday party for my daughter's friend today. And it was like, the parents can come, but there's nothing for the parents to do. The kids are playing. And dad in this, this kid's dad is clearly a nerd. And he gave her his childhood toys. I looked to my left and there's a clear plastic tote full of Battle Beast. And I'm just like, don't be weird. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. And I made it about 10 minutes. Before I went to the dad and I was like, are those battle beasts? And he was like, you want to look at them, don't you? And I was like, do you mind? I'm just going to peek in the box. <laughs> but then he's like, look, those are my daughter's favorite toys. And then his daughter was like, those are my favorite toys, the animal men. Which immediately I was like, all right, just going to look and put them back. I got rules. Yep. Thankfully, yep. they're all very played with. And it wasn't like there were rub symbols on some of them. But I was like, all right, I can. I can walk away. I'm not going to be like, I'll give you 10 bucks. Right. But I saw Blitzkrieg Bat, and I was like, that would be perfect. Oh, there's so many. Blitzkrieg, like, I had a handful that are my favorites, but Blitzkrieg Bat, the, uh, was it Krusty Krab? Yeah. Um, the Hardtop Tortoise, and what was the other guy? The freaking, uh, the spider dude. Um, web, oh, oh web yeah. Slinger Spider. So those I played with constantly. Like, I loved all of them, like, the the porcupine one, the freaking killer carp, horny toad, <laughs> the triple threat snake. <laughs> man, but that that spider one was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, man. But I think Blitzkrieg Bat was probably the one that got the most play for me because he had the hook hand and he came with that cool golden axe. Yes. And it's yeah. like, if you didn't know as a kid, he's clearly the leader of the bad guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no doubt that, like, the bat with the robot eye and the hook for a hand is clearly the baddest of the bad. Mm-hmm. Battle Beast is a line that I've always wanted to go back and complete and have a collection, but you can't because the third series, the Laser Beasts, is impossible to find. And then if you go really crazy and you go over to Japan, there's oh, all kinds the of nuts exclusives. Marble launchers and all sorts. But, you yeah. know, one thing with the Battle Beasts in general, I, I know we're on a tangent here, but it's one of those Us? lines. Never. <laughs> no. It's one of those lines where a lot of the characters had a missing hand replaced with some kind of other implement. Yes. Like it wasn't like one or two. There was a lot. Like the deer had a drill. 
the rhino had a mace, the horny toad had a spike, <laughs> you know, the bat had a claw or a hook, as we said. The tortoise had a claw. Um, you know, there was one that had like a gun. I forget which one he was, but it was a skunk. Yeah, it was I like mean, no, it was like an aardvark. He had a machine gun for a hand. Yeah, the, it's the squid. Crazy. One of his tentacles was a harpoon. Yep, the elephant There's, had a sledgehammer. Yeah, it was like every pack. One of the two animals had some sort of horrible limb injury. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. Such something a that line. a lot of people don't realize is that these were made by Takara as a companion line to Transformers. Yep, and there is but, a cartoon in Japan where they join up. Yes, but when they were bought over to the United States, they weren't made by Hasbro. So there's some sort of legal snag, which is why we have never gotten more Battle Beasts. Something that has come out in name, but not in design. So like, yeah, Minimates made them, and then Takara in Japan made them, but they had a play gimmick, but they can't make the same characters. It's really weird. But it's something that, like, you would think if they ever got it ironed out that Hasbro would jump on these, like, the Minicon gimmick or something. Because it's oh, yeah. Battle Beasts. They're the best. Uh, it's anthropomorphic animals with cyborg suits and robot yes. parts. Come on. <laughs> and, and the Minimates ones kind of sucked. Yeah. As, I didn't, as Battle I Beasts. Him. Yeah, most uh, Minimates kind of suck. I do. I Sorry, Mezco. I have a few of them. Um, the aliens ones were cool. The aliens ones are the only ones that I will like defend. But um, the uh, the battle beasts, I have a few of them. They're they're cool little minifigures, but they're not battle beasts. Yeah, like that's that's the most disappointing thing about them is if if you're getting them expecting battle beasts, you're going to be sorely disappointed because these are not battle beasts. Yeah. I got the lion from Takara when they re-released them. They had, like, blind box. And I got, like, a clear red and orange one. I ended up, like, taking him apart because his chest is a missile launcher that shoots a cube, like a dice. Yeah. I took the limbs off, and I tried to make an armivore, like a glyos armivore with some parts out of him. Sort of worked. Um, definitely not the same. But besides that, Josh, you've got to beat the Lego Ghost and the Blitzkrieg Bat. Can you do it? See, I I had to actually. I, I was. I'm glad this went off on a side tangent because when uh, when Mike picked Blitzkrieg Bat after the Lego Ghost, I realized I couldn't go with my original pick because it was so ridiculously out of scale. Okay. Uh, it it would have been like, it would have been like, uh hitting Eternia against uh, one of those little fold-open micro-machine playsets. Fair enough. Uh, so that gave me a chance to rejigger. I rejiggered my pick. Uh, and now I'm going to go with drumroll, please. The trash, trash bag bunch. Oh. Muck, muckoid. Ooh. I gotta uh, look this Muc- one up because Muckoid was the uh, big blob-like one uh, that had the multiple eyes sticking out, the rows of teeth, the tongue hanging out. Oh yeah! Oh man, I loved that toy. I had him. Yeah, I. He was a great monster. Man, I wish I got into that line. That was so great. 
I only bought a handful because um, I, I was kind of moving out of minifigures when these came out. And um, for the price, it was like, I want to say they were only like a dollar less than a G.I. Joe. Yeah. And it was like, eh, no, I'm sticking with G.I. Joe. So yeah. but I, I did buy a handful of them because the very first one that I got, I got the, the Muckoid. And I was like, wow, this is what they're like. So I ended up buying a couple of more. And I got, uh, I'm trying to look them up real quick. I got the one that had wings on it, uh, Stink Buzzard. Um, and then there was like a little robot looking dude that I got. And that's when I stopped. I'm looking at the figures. But like the Muckoid is the, that's the one that like everybody loves. And it's gotten like redone, hasn't it, Josh? Like a lot of people make um indie vinyls of them yeah yeah i did end up getting the uh the dog looking one i'm trying to find the gar beast um one of my friends got it and he was like i don't want this do you want it (laughs) i still have a gar beast it's a pretty cool like dog monster i had two marine guys there yes if these were cheaper they would have been great i'm trying to think I'm not gonna oh oh I'm not gonna lie. I just randomly popped onto eBay. Me too. Uh, I'm looking at them. I'm gonna yeah, spend some money tonight. There's a there's a sealed one for twenty five bucks that I'm I'm tempted. Damn man. I haven't I haven't thought of these guys in forever. These are so cool. Welcome to one of the most expensive. Oh damn it. <laughs> I think we're all on eBay right now, so so, you guys want to know how much Krampus is going for from uh, Four Horsemen? Yes. If it isn't sold out, 50 bucks. Have you oh, seen pictures okay. of him? Yeah, yes. that's that's pretty reasonable for what he is. It's not bad. My hang-up now is that I'm only going to display this on Christmas. Yeah. So, like, is this a seasonal decoration? He comes with a backdrop. Like the packaging opens up to a Christmas display. Ooh, and my Santa could fight him. <laughs> Wait, no, I had zombie Santa. I didn't get regular Santa from Naughty or Nice. But then this would be like, you better go back and get regular Santa. Do I need to just, like, you can't buy everything and walk away? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I think a trash bag bunch is more of my alley. Amazing Tom figure. And... I'm going to give that to the Four Horsemen. Bravo. Great job. Not for me. I'm yeah. tempted. I ain't going to lie. That's very good figure. Okay, yeah, guys. That's, that's a little tempting. But 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Plus, their shipping is bad. That's probably about 70. Um, you're going to have to wait a while to get it, unless it's available now, I'm sure. Uh, you guys got plugs for what's coming up? Uh, sure. Um, well, with uh, the Boogeyman's Closet, we are in the middle of our holiday horror month. So uh, by the time you guys hear this, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 will be out. That's, uh, I forget what episode number we're on. Jeez, we're uh, 121, I believe. <laughs> episode 121. Um, yeah, so we will be talking all about Ricky and his crazy story. And uh, coming up after this episode will be a Christmas horror story. 
It's a nice. little Canadian anthology. Great movie. Um, oh yeah. Any that specials sounds- or anything coming up? Uh yeah, yeah. There, there will definitely be a special. We'll, we're we're kind of, kind of keeping that one close to the chest. Uh, but it'll be coming out right after this one comes out. Like Just very stay soon. tuned and um, you know, be careful what you wish for. Uh, yeah. Josh, what's going on at uh, Pikmin's Labs? You know, uh, things are things are slowing down because it's the end of the year, and uh, it, it's always that point where I'm like. Uh, want to release new stuff on the holidays and overwork myself yeah um but uh as of right now there are still like four or five uh still unreleased items that i need to just go ahead and release uh like the giger bust uh orson bust fancy llama stuff like that uh i've i've just been basically stalling until after the holidays because i know uh immediately after that it's going to be a big push into assembly required as I get ready for the convention at the beginning of February. Cool. Cool. Uh, Very exciting. So yeah, basically just uh, toiling behind the scenes on stuff. Uh, The calm before the storm. Yeah, pretty much actually. Well guys, Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. We are going to have one more regular episode coming up, and then there's going to be two super secret specials that we've already talked about in length and other episodes, so they're not really secrets, but whatever. Um, appreciate you listening. Remember to like and share for the giveaway. Remember to listen to the much better Boogeyman's Closet Big Brother podcast to this <laughs> podcast and to spend all your hard-earned christmas money on mike alvarez's etsy shop and at professor pickman's labs for all of your minifigure needs thank you for listening we will see you guys next week with more shenanigans and dick talk this is mike (laughs) saying happy uh what holiday is this hanukkah yeah, actually, my, I think Hanukkah falls right around my birthday or something. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. There you go. Festivus for the rest of us. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm going to eat potatoes. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count. Not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count.
Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!